Yo, 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 first smoke of the day. Welcome back. Episode 12, we're back again. Pat got here, your host, my co-host, Blackleaf. What's poppin', man? What up, bro? How you doing? Big guest. Big guest in the building. Big smoke in the building. I'll be surprised. <laughs> I started cracking these jars and I was taken back. I was like, okay, my man's crazy. With some fucking fire right here. I mean, every single one of them. We got a special guest in the building. Our band Squints in the building. Yee. What's up, big dog? Yo, what up? Thanks for How having me, doing? guys. Absolutely. You already know. Appreciate you rolling up. And you came with some fire. Yeah, I brought, I brought <laughs> a... I mean, it's all about timing. So I just luckily, luckily we time. had a, a rec room come down that was really nice and fresh with a head, you know, multiple flavors in it, which is always good too, you know? You but, can uh, tell it's stinking. You can tell it's fresh. Yeah. Right yeah, when I was just, cracking all the jars, I'm like, yeah, I just got back from R&D testing. So the, <laughs> it's, it's ready to go hit the shelf. So I like the packaging too, man. I like the colors are different. The logo's different. Like the whole setup, it catches your eye immediately. Even from across the table now, I, I'm not, the first thing I look at is that. A buddy of mine from Dallas did that packaging. Um, oh, dope. I had the logo done by somebody else and the logo popped, but uh, he put the like pinkish fuchsia to it. And then uh, it really pops on a Mylar. Yeah, that's going to be dope on a bag. Yeah, I have, I have Mylars too. This was a, uh, we were running like seven gram bags. So I had to do an eighth, eighth drop for, for one of our first rec drops. And so I just grabbed jars real quick, which are fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, it's way. a lot different. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Too many stickers, bro. I'm cool on that shit. It, yeah. It, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't really do it for me from the packaging standpoint. Anytime I got to touch something like seven times to give it to somebody is like just straight it's up. a little much. It's a know? lot different than it used to be in a, in a baggie, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> and my life, like, you know, you put a metric tag on it and fucking seal it and it's, it's out the door, you know, it's, it's not that. Yeah. And try carrying them, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dropping off an order. You're like, juggling. Like you guys got a, like a wheelbarrow or something for this shit. This is we, crazy, We used bro. to, we would do little shows and we go to like Chalice Festival or stuff like that. And like, we would bring a fucking dolly you and did. make multiple trips. And then we'd have like a vendor over there be like, come and grab a bunch of jars. Cause all glass jars. Yeah. Heavy as fuck. Even yeah. just the empty jars. Like you got to have a pallet lift or a forklift or something. Get that in. But the vendors would come by and they'd be like, hey, can we borrow your dolly? And they would you're just wheeling it out. <laughs> I remember wheeling people out dollies, you yeah. know, full stack dolly. Like, yeah, yeah, just keep the dolly, bro. It's on the house. Yeah. Like 100%. So, I mean, let's talk about throwback, bro. What was the first the first thing you smoked ever? Were you, was it Reggie? Was it fire? What, what were you looking at first uh, time? Oh, shit. Yeah, it was yeah. Shit, like, straight up, bro. And Same here. Yeah. We had these dudes that lived in a... Uh, in our apartment building and uh they sold five dollar garcia vega blunts oh i love and that they sold five dollar five dollar sacks of reggie and that was Straight that up. was our shit so it depended on if you were smoking out of a bong or we were grabbing the little garcia vega seed popping trying not to get you Picking know hit the with a little out. spark and shit <laughs> i love a garcia but, uh, vega yeah i guess chronic came around that's like fuck bro where were 13, you? 13, 14, 15 in the valley here. In you LA. went so in the valley smoking Reggie. Yeah. I mean, then uh, Chronic hadn't really like it the, hit the BC shit hadn't hit here yet. Um, and we were too young to have anything that was like from Humboldt or anything good at that time. So yeah. The indoor scene hadn't started in, in LA yet. So I was 20 probably when Bubba and Kush started hitting LA in the valley and, and that area, you know, when Kenji and those fools were, were throwing up houses and Josh and them. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. How, cool how, as fuck. How old were you when you first? The first time I smoked, I smoked Kush. I was probably like 19 ish. You know, I've been medical since 2001. So that's dope. I was, I was around that, but I was probably about 19 when it started coming around. Yeah. So you waited, you waited for the most part. 
or the first time you smoked, first time you ever smoked. How oh, the first you? time I smoked. Yeah. Oh, I was I was twelve years old. Oh man, I was in seventh grade. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Smoking. General age is like seventh eighth grade yeah, for I was, everybody. I was on the like on the quad at our school with this chick, this chick that I hung out with, and uh, it brought some little bullshit little marble pipe, and and we smoked out of her some swag out of some out of a marble pipe <laughs> on this quad. I actually. What? That that turned out that was a bad bad story. Actually, I ended up getting busted by my parents, like on some dumb shit. First time? No, it wasn't the first time. Okay. I had been smoking with her, and this is back uh, when we had like like answering machines and shit like that. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> they're hitting your beeper up. So no, I was I was on the phone with her, I guess, and uh, I guess my stepdad had picked up the line and fucking heard what I was talking about, and this will turn the he he recorded me, turned the answering oh. machine on, and recorded me while I'm like talking to this chick and wow. thinking I'm cool. Telling her to bring the pipe to school and all this shit. <laughs> wow, he was that's some gangster shit. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Uh, this one recorded me like a fucking cop. <laughs> and uh Does it sound like and, anybody. Uh, he came in the room and shit and he was like, Yo, so what were you talking about? So and so blah blah blah. And I was like, Man, I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. Like, no idea, right? And he's just like keeps on it about me. And I'm like, what the fuck? How the fuck does this dude know? And of course, like, you know, you're a kid, you're an idiot, bro. Like I used to put fucking water back in my parents' vodka bottles. Like they wouldn't figure that one out. Same shit. All the things when you're an adult that you're like, I can't believe how fucking stupid I could have been. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Well, shit, we don't know what alcohol tastes like. We don't know that they're not going to know that. Yeah. That's, that's fucking water, watered down vodka in their vodka bottle. <laughs> Straight up. And the real alcoholic, like parents and shit probably didn't even notice because they were just guzzling through. Yeah, that was always my thing, too. It was like my mom only went to the hard stuff after she was out of beer, couldn't buy anymore. So mm-hmm. I figured, fuck it. She was probably drunk by then. I was doing her a favor. Yeah. Like, this is better. <laughs> You're better off, I promise. Like wake up feeling good the next day. Yeah, bro. Crazy. Shit. That's crazy growing up in L.A. too, though. I mean, that's a whole other scene. Most people are other places. So, I mean, when the Bubba, it was probably fresh, the Bubba you were seeing. Straight from houses. Straight from the house. Straight from <laughs> Ken the Cushman from Grumpy Dog. Man, that's crazy. A, shout out Oregon Kid. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Dude, dope. Banana OG. I know he found that. That's a that's a OG guy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know that about the whole thing. I think Josh has talked about it a little bit, but if Grumpy didn't fucking keep that shit around, nobody would even know what OG or any of that shit was, bro. How crazy wow. would that be? It's like a myth. It'd be something <laughs> you used to hear about, like a lot of other strains, like blueberry. Yeah, he really kept that shit alive. So damn, dude. That was back when they would like charge you four or five hundred for an ounce of Bubba and, and Ken was probably smoking your shit on the way to your crib too, dog. Yeah. Straight out your bag full, like just and you'd be like, you want it or not? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No pro rate. <laughs> yeah. No. Fuck, dude. Yeah, returning this shit. Were you always like pro cannabis? Like you were always pretty out with it or do you kind of keep it behind the scenes like most people? No, I mean, I, like people around you knew that you yeah, smoked. Everybody knows that. I yeah. 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 I mean, I'm from the Cypress Hill era. So it's like, I think I was in, you know, yeah, like middle here. school when like, you know, insane in the brain and all that shit drops. So <laughs> in Cali, it was like our dude. culture, you know what I mean? Like that, that kind of that vibe. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it got more like readily available in the 2000s. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And then, man, like about what it's got to be about over a year ago, I saw a badass grower that I follow for and starting to post you up and you and him started working together on projects, you know, going deep on some like research and development for what we're seeing in front of us now. How long ago was that that you guys started playing around together? We've known each other for years. Oh, okay. To, uh, they would come in and bring us work into Green Dragon back then. So, like, we, we've been around each other for a long time. 
I managed that shop. So I knew everybody on the north side of the city, obviously, was bringing us work or getting work from us. Great store. Yeah. Yeah. So I know all that side, you know, like the the LA side of things like the, you basically got to see the full landscape of everything and then basically choose who you wanted to work with or, you know, become friends with and kind of go through that or what? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or organic relationships is the best. Yeah. We've always been cool. We just started working together because it made sense. Yeah. Um, I needed help with some things and it worked out for them and that's what it. Hell yeah, dude. And it's dope because now we get to smoke fucking fire. Like in a bunch of different stuff than what I'm used to seeing. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I just lit up this Wendy right here. Talk yeah. to me about her. So Wendy's new. Uh, that's going to be my new rec strain. Obviously squints and Wendy goes well together. That's why I called her Wendy. But, uh, she was, a. Uh, we popped some beans and she's the only pheno that made it. And I put like eight plants in a room of her just to see how she would do. And, uh, it was whatever. And then I kept those just to the smoker. And then I just noticed myself that she had got old and it had been like a month later. And I just found myself kept going back into that bag. Like I probably have a closet full of just like random shit that's just sitting. You know what I mean? Like what I would think is a holy grail back in the day. But now it's just like R&D of me just testing shit and then throwing (laughs) it somewhere and giving it to somebody later or something. Yeah. Basically what happens. So that's because the fresher, the better. You already know when it starts getting older, you're like, I'm on to the next thing. Yeah, straight up. We're privileged. Not only are we in LA, but you're in the business, you're able to smoke what you want kind of type of deal, you know? So, yeah. But I kept going back to Wendy. Like I kept just like opening her up and smoking her. And then it was getting down to where like I had like crumbs of like small nugs and I was still like rolling that shit up over like fresh, like bomb ass gelato lineage shit and was like, oh, okay, so she's, she's cool then. I gotta, I gotta put her in another room and see how I like her. And then, uh, yeah, I'm sold, bro. She's, she's pretty. This one's different, man. That's what it is. All the turp profiles that I smelled out of each one of your jars, it's such a different lane than than anything else I'm really seeing out here. People are just like, this is crazy. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, it definitely tastes like a Runs Cross, something like lemon cherry, something like sweet and funky. And what do you think? I love a good lemon cherry. She's kind of, she kind of has an OG vibe, but obviously super candy turps on the back end. Super candy for sure. I like it. Yeah. Candy gas is what we're seeing. Like Candy a lot of people gas, go, yeah. go after and like different, 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 yeah, different variations. And like, you can go from 90, 10 to 90, 10, the other way. You yeah. Know? We were talking about it before we got on here and we were, um, how LA family farm said they want to make green weed good again or something. Yeah. And that's kind of, you, you had mentioned something about green weed too. And like, this is some fresh fire right here. Yeah. I've been talking to like, like Brandon from third gen and, and like a lot of these guys from up North. And even so, like, I feel like a lot of the LA guys have been talking about also that like, obviously we're breeding into a corner and there's a lot of like super inbred for lack of a better yep. word shit going on. Cause we're just, yep. you know, hype versus hype. Bah, 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 yeah. And I get yep. it, bro. Like, you know, best versus the best, that, best versus like, the best. Know, money, and it, money rules all in the indoor scene and it's always going to, because the shit costs money to, it, to work. You, you got to be mean? able to get that price. Yeah. It just, that's what drives it, you know, but. But it's tough because that's what the customers want. So it's this battle. Of course. You know, you it's know? like, oh. And then at the same time, it's like things start to get stale, though. And I think we're in a transitional period, especially in the rec market right now, where you're noticing like shit looks great and people are hitting crazy numbers and technology is going somewhere. But but me pulling a Mylar off the shelf and ripping it open and being shocked isn't happening, really. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, 100%. Not like, yeah. Not like super shocked by anything that's going on. And I think that. 
you know, at the end of the day, we're from LA. So we have this like OG Kush background. And so a lot of shit don't get us high like that. It just doesn't have an effect because we're used to the this, gas. This yeah, gasoline. 22 to 27% fucking weed that just kicks your ass every time consistently yeah. for years. Give you a fucking panic attack. Give you a fucking panic attack. I don't the really fuck up. with OG. Straight up. Get it. Like, I'll fuck with some OG, but there's but someone no, like he would shit. grow some presidential cushion shit. And I'm like, I'm not. It would be the last thing left. I'm like, I'm good because. It gets a hold of your chest. Listen, I ain't even trying to go. There I right would now. put it in. We would be going to a concert, <laughs> like, and I would sprinkle a little prez in with other things. Yeah, and we'd be passing I'm joints like, around the, the cars, or you know, what I'm and he'd be like, "Oh man, my fucking chest is tightening up." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and he'd be like, "You put some prez in there, you know." And then we'd go through this whole thing where it was like, you know, and it's that some of those heavy indicas, man. If you're not ready to get on the roller coaster and, and take the ride, you know, uh, if you fight it, it will fight you. You know, it's a panic attack. Waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was overseas in my, in London actually. And my boy had had some OG and brought some and we were over there smoking it and we're in a cab and like <laughs> my tolerance, had went down a lot. Cause we were over there for like a week, you know, it was like a three week Euro trip. So this was like the first weekend we weren't really smoking a lot of big group, brought some fresh OG and we smoked it and got in the cab and like, I didn't have any water or anything like that. And I got in there and it's just like, Start sweating and shit, like in my seat. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Every time I hit the OG, I, I I remember like, "Man, this shit'll it'll fuck you up if you're not ready for it." Straight up. I mean, it still fucks you up even when you yeah. are ready for it. I've been smoking the shit for years, straight and up. it'll catch me on a bad day. Most yeah. of, most of the times, it makes me want to go do pushups. Damn. You know what I'm so That's like, it makes me want to have that. Fuck. Like, <coughs> all right, so I I managed the big shop. We we're busy as fuck. You see what is going on now? So imagine. You know, oh, two man. 15 days. It was it crazy. Was so, and when I say I managed, like I literally had my hands in everything and every decision that was going on in a day-to-day basis from like managing everybody. You know yeah. I mean? so yeah. Yeah. In going, outgoing, I'm everything. Op- I'm opening and walking through and like handling anything that could be going on on any given day. And that place always so, had a decent size grow. So that's a whole other aspect. Yeah. We had two, 200, 250 lights back. Boom. When it was like, it was a pretty big deal to have that on site at a 215 shop. Hell yeah. Mad patient, yeah. Sure you know? So, I mean, we would dab there a lot cause it's easier to dab and, and do whatever. So, but dabs and OG, they kind of have a similar vibe to them. And that's what nope. you're talking about, the anxiousness and shit. Sure Luckily, enough. like if I had so much shit going on that I got used to running around like a little lab rat in in weed heaven, like going from bah, 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 to project, to project, to project, to patience, to this, to whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that's the vibe it gives me. Yeah, so there was I no go sitting do back. Push-ups or do some shit. It like it gives me like I'm lit, bro. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But yeah. my energy <laughs> is like at least going in a good you know, direction. Y- yeah, I guess if it goes the other way. That shit. It ain't for everybody. I'm just people you, know, you know, like what you mean? say, you got to be busy and doing shit because I can hit some OG if I got a lot going yeah, on. That'll put you in your feelings. But in if a you're second, in, bro, you get in, in your head. Second. Oh, yeah. See bro. That? Especially you were in a foreign place. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. going on. And I got, just we're driving off the sides of the opposite. No AC. Yeah. Yeah. Starting sweating on the other end. I'm already like. First question, you're like, is it hot in here? That's when you know shit's starting to go sideways. No, it is a little car whipping around. Hell yeah. You're like, whoo, I was sweating. It was crazy. Bro, I'll never forget the first time we smoked Girl Scout cookies out here. And we're, one of my buddies had moved out here from Florida and had grown some like just straight gooey Girl Scout. Like like, 2012. Yeah, about 2012. And uh, we're driving up the hill smoking this blunt. We had already been smoking like for two days. We're smoking and the sun got brighter. The fucking like ever the loud the music got louder like where everything started to get enhanced like to the point where I was just like God this is fire ass herb bro this is 
I've been chasing that same Girl Scout cut or that like form cut is my favorite. It's my yeah. favorite canvas ever made. Yeah. Do we used I, to I think it was a, a myth in the East Coast? Yeah. No, we had. So we ran the PCG cut of cookies at the shop. And then I took it from there when I was running another shop and started growing it. And then we put it back on the shelf at Green Dragon as Fire. cookies. And it's still like that was out of like single ended HPS rooms. And it's like the most fire shit. Yeah, I've ever I, I've I've like that shit was bomb as fuck, bro. I love that cut. I love everything about it. And it started the exotic wave, really, because what we're on right now is the, the remnants of that going in that direction. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Really cool. It's like that was purple gas. Yeah, bro. Like, but not like, just the, funky, not like the TDP like, purples. That no, shit, no. That yeah. Like, 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 if, like per. Yeah. Not that taste. It's, yeah. That's what people are chasing in gelato. Is that really, though? It ain't even the gelato that we're chasing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That cookie cut is what the one that you're after. That's I saw like, a, what, what the hell happened to forum cookies? It's like, still around. It? There's some people like, still doing it. I feel it. like it's she's, not like it used to be. She's a shitty little plant. She doesn't yield. There you go. <laughs> That's the same <laughs> reason why everyone has <laughs> Skittles and no one grows it. But like everyone has access yeah. to Skittles at this point. If you want it, you can probably get it. You know, if you have some money in your pocket, why doesn't everyone grow it? Because most people can't sell it. It, and it's very difficult to grow. It's like, even for me, it's a finicky chick. It's a so little, yeah, it's a even grown well, well, you're like, eh, it looks okay. It smells good though. And taste profile on her is like, it's hard to make it not look like depth. It's what I'm smoking now. And it, you know I, I mean? didn't give you that because seen, it's uh, that ugly. And I was like, I'm giving you fruity pebbles. I've seen you post some of the, some of your Skittles before. Yeah. And, uh, I think Glenn from the dragon was talking about it. Like how hey, yours looked much better than they could ever get the shit to look. And so I remember give, when we got the cut yeah. and, and started trying to run her and I have their cut. We put her in a room and Manny, <laughs> the first time seeing her, he's like, fuck that bitch. We ain't never putting that in a fucking green in a, in a room again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks just, like what happened to just, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's one of those. It's, she's not a looker. You know what I mean? Bro, I have their cut and I, I run it and it's funny. I'll put everyone onto a secret. Like, yeah, it's a 12 light room and I picked three nugs to take a picture of. Those are the best three nugs in the whole room. So that's what I post, you I know, still, like knowing that I was still impressed. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that in itself is Skittles. It's difficult. I, I mean, just harvested some and it just came out. Okay. You know, it nothing, was intense. I, I have, I have very few crosses with her that I'm, I'm impressed with. Yes. You, you got to I mean? find something that's 90, 10 or 80, 20, 80 leaning on whatever you're crossing it with to give you the, the looks and the, sm- and then just that, that in there yep but like that ugly orange shit that goes on i just she you know just doesn't yeah just not appealing i know i think people will breed it out of it i'm seeing some stuff now some offshoots like i mean team 10 is killing it with their crosses yeah you know i mean the people are definitely in the pudding dog yeah because because that z back trip that shit smokes bro fire bro you know what i mean i love it 100 that shit smokes. but then my next thing is candy gas i love all that's the candy and the gas right now there you go yeah and That's the gas is. is gelato, basically. Gelato 41, the specifically. Gas, the gas is about to be OG again. Yeah. And I, I think picking, so. I, it's you know what? Back up. Well, yeah. You know yeah. what? It's like you're hearing people bring it up more and more, you know, and, and that it, there's really not a lot of fire OG around anymore. So, I mean, I'm going to be honest about with you. Time. If, if, if a lot of these cultivators in LA are smokers, they smoke, they smoke OG, bro. Yeah. Your boy, your boy. If you're from out here, I feel like crew over there, they got they got more square footage of OG than probably anybody on earth has ever had at any one time in an indoor setting. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason for it because that shit is. Well, shout out the homie that we got one of the homies yeah. sitting in the background yeah. kicking it in the room. We got there tree base clear here. 
So yeah, yeah, he's no. He knows OG for sure. Got some that fire. Yeah, it's gonna come back, and now we're gonna see a lot of breeding with it. So now we're gonna get what you're saying. We're gonna get stuff that looks purple and frosted out, and you open it up, and you're like, "This is OG." That's gonna be tricky. Have you had sour power from Kushko? I have like fifty something seeds of it I bought, and I'm still sitting on it. Okay, I'll get you some of it's. It's fire, bro. Yeah, it's like a sour. It's it looks like a purple exotic weed. But it smokes like a sour OG cross. Like, I love like karma or something. And you're just like, oh, like fuck. headband. That makes sense. We're huge fans you know of I mean? karma yeah. genetics. Straight up. Like, like, karma is one of our top like, guys. He's got a strain out now. It's called uh, or, or Summer Select does it. A few people do it. Karma's yeah. head stash or head stash. Yeah, but if you got some good, like some good headband, bro, that's like, you're not going to get. Straight that should have give you a panic. Remember check, that so? shit? Yeah, oh, I do remember good headband. Great the structure was real weird too on the buds. They were like, it had that potted structure, which I'm, I'm like a huge fan of where each nug is consistent of a bunch of small nugs, like pods. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man. I love whenever I see that, I'm always like, Ooh, I like that structure. Just it's so different. It's rare. Like you don't see it a lot. You know, sour diesel, some of the real original sour diesels used to have that. What do you think about that? You seen, you, you like sour diesels. It's more East coast, you know? Diesel crushes, bro. Yeah. She takes a really long time to flower. So that's why you don't see her. And also, I mean, in LA, we don't see her because they were buying all of it. So I just spent a thousand dollars. I was just talking on a cut. There was mad, just go back like five, six years, bro. And there's mad warehouses like mm-hmm. sour polka dotting us right now, probably that we're filled with sour dog. Yeah. Straight up. Shit, you can grow it mediocre and it still comes out smelling like sour. Yeah, bro. It goes a long time. It's fire. And and people used to get cuts of OG or so they thought, and they would end up with rooms full of sour diesel quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they call it that's OG. Happened, that's happened to a couple couple cats I know. They'd be like, it's day 70, she still doesn't look done. I'm be like, yeah, I don't yeah, think that one's OG, OG dog. <laughs> You're like, she's like, he's like, that ain't round either. It's all different look. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hairs all sticking out. Oh man. I like that though. That's we we brought Originally, when we came out here, I thought Death Star. We had Ohio Death Star, which uh-huh. was like crazy diesel lime green. I was like, this is going to crush out here. They love OGs. We put it out. Everyone hated it. The yeah. only strain ever I put out that people were like, I'm good on that. So we sent it to the next dispensary and they were like, I'm good on that. And it, we were like, all right, kill it. I literally went back to the garden and was like, done. Yeah, that was at a time when like it was it hard was to walk OG. into a dispensary without OG though. Yeah. Straight up. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, people were laughing different. at us. I mean, sure. we had. <laughs> We would have like 15, 16. I mean, I might have 15 like fire OGs on my top shelf at one time because we had. Wow. No, I remember the days. You know what I'm saying? All and the pop ups, like all the, all the pop up spots. And low were... OGs on the shelf as well, you know? And yeah. then like obviously a few sativas and then maybe one offshoot or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, Most of the time it was Blackberry shit. first, GDPs, and then came along with like cookies and that, that type of lineage. But that's all you would have. You would have just OG. Some Jack. There'd be some Jack. Jay have one to have Jack. Oh, God. Have to have Jack. Have to have Blue Dream. And if you get a good green green cracker, Sour D, you'd be happy uh, with it. That's, that's a shelf, bro. Yeah. You know, you gotta have, that's, that's like how you run a retail store in LA. You got to have Jack, though. If you got a good Jack, good J1, good, good green cracker, good Blue Dream, like there's people that are going to come from, you know, yeah, ways yeah. away. And that's what they smoke. Like a Blue Dream smoker doesn't need to have like a bunch of different variations of it. He'll be good just coming back in to buy ounces of, of Blue Dream. Of Blue Dream. Yeah. Or Jack. Or like. That's why every brand should have their proprietary strains they lock down. And we should make it like a thing, like more, more of like a cool thing to have your own shit and not everyone running each other's shit. Hey, bro. You know? I think that like, you know, just for a little gem to sprinkle on the rec market. Yeah. Yo, if you guys are having trouble doing chasing this hype shit that you're probably never going to get ahead of because 
people are creating it and you're not involved. Grow Blue Dream, bro. Yeah. Grow Jack in California and you'll crush it. Whatever your little hometown strain is that not a lot of people have seen or you remember was real fire, yeah. grow that fucking shit and don't give it up. I remember we had a strain called Silver Pearl. You ever heard of that one? Literally smelled like if you played football practice for two weeks. Well, let's say baseball. You played baseball practice for two weeks and took your glove off and huffed it. It was repelling. I mean, like we would, I would sell, have pounds and put it in front of somebody and they would think that you have a pound of mold that you're trying to sell. People are like, what'd you do to this? I'm like, God, it's fire. They're like, fresh. Mm. they'd look at the only time ever people would look at me like I'm trying to pull a fast one with absolute frosted out fire in front of them. They're like, they're looking at you like, oh, I don't know, man, what would you do to it? And I'm like, nothing. It was like, did you put different stuff in it? I'm like, what do you different stuff? <laughs> you know, but yeah, silver pearl. I see some breeders doing it, but I like that with legalization, we're going to get all these crazy ass strains from all over the country coming out. I think that we'll start to see some originals coming back around because of what you're talking about, 100%. chasing the hype. And we're not mm-hmm. even in the conversation. Like somebody posted honest. the other day and was like, oh yeah, grow this hype strain that doesn't yield and is going to cost me a bunch of money or just, how about I just grow this strain that crushed for like the last 25 years for a reason and like was Straight super up. consistent. You know yeah. hundred percent, bro. I, <laughs> I agree. And, and you don't see enough of it and it's tough because you have to almost fight the customers. You got to stick your guns. You know what I'm saying? You have to be like, I'm sorry, we're not growing runs, but we got this straight up. And that's the tough part because you hear people are saying, dude, this dude just got 5,500 for some runs. And then you're hearing no 6,500 and you're like, what? And you're over there like, can I get 28 for some absolute, you know, and you hear these small time growers come to me and they're like one day and I'm like, no, bro, stay in your lane. Don't worry about this next new cut. Like do your thing. Trust me. It'll come back around. I got guys that work for me that come like literally either send me pictures or like send me Instagram profiles or send me this like literally on a daily basis and be like, <laughs> what do you think about this? Or this guy wants, he wants 1500 for a cut of this. And I'm like, I'm like, we're good. Stay. Not, not even for me, but like for him personally, oh, I'm just like, just, yeah. just stop, bro. Don't yeah. trip. There's like, it ain't worth it. It's chasing, tough. First of all, you're probably chasing something that isn't as good as what you got that. And you, you know, maybe a personally, you're not going to get, it's not going to work out for you like that. You know what I'm saying? Like aren't even what they say they are. <laughs> That's yeah. half We've time. definitely learned half that. Oh man. I've given whole real estate to a room before because we thought it was one that, you know, young mistakes as a young grower, you know? Yeah, bro. Poof. I'm still, I mean, like, man, managing, still making mistakes daily. Yeah. Always. Up. Yeah. But learning and pivoting and smaller mistakes, right? They're not as like, I, I used to put a whole room in bloom. Now I put uh, a tray in. <laughs> You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it's something that I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, back then you were. What do you really enjoy smoking? Like when you obviously Wendy's your number one, but is there like a certain flavor profile? Or are you just about fire? Like I love, I just love weed, bro. Yeah, I love everything about it, and I love that it's it's something that is um so unique. Nothing on earth that I've had any type of substance or food or anything has a turf profile that cannabis has. When you're an experienced cannabis smoker, obviously your first hit is a little rough, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. once you develop a flavor for it, and more so than like, I'm a drinker, but I never got the, the palate flavor for it. I know good alcohol from bad alcohol at this point, but like, not like cannabis. It's not as unique. Yeah. Um, it's not as, there's not as many variations of it. I mean, look, we're talking about all these different turp profiles and you wonder why we compare them to fruits and foods and stuff is because there's nothing else that has that many different facets of it, right? Like, 
Food is the only thing you can describe because food has all of these different flavors and terp- terpene profile. And you can mix them up and get two different things and strawberry banana. Boom. This, yep. Yeah. So this is, and cannabis is like, oh, wait, that's strawberry and banana. Hold on. And this is totally different. And it's exciting. First time I showed my mom some super fire like herb from these days, she goes, honey, I don't think we used to get any. I think we used to smoke. They would sell us the leaves. She's like, none of this looks anything like what they used to get back in the seventies. You know, she's like this. And she was sitting there smelling it. And then she put it down and she smell it. And she must've done that for two minutes straight, pick it up, smell it, put it back down and try to figure out like, she's like, I'm never, we never got anything. She's like, we were smoking leaves for sure. And I was like, we always die laughing because I'll put something in front of my mom that smells like blueberries or something. And I'll say, what do you think that smells like? And she just, she's not even a big pot person. And she still is like the smell, the terps, the, this is crazy. She just can't believe the smells that are getting pulled out of cannabis right now. It's beautiful. It is. Colors and so many things. And how'd you get involved with the business? I just like weed. And I'm Back from LA. Straight up, you just hopped in. It's in how, his how blood. Old, how, well, how old were you when you hopped in? Like, like 17, 18. So it was like your first so shit. You just jumped right into it. Business wise, yeah. Yeah, that's dope as hell. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. And that's no, something that's no one would have known. Yeah, that's something you wouldn't know. You know, watching the movies and yeah. kind of idolizing this guy. As like a young, because we all grew up yeah. in in the eight. Like I'm an eighties baby. I'm an eighties baby. I mean, iconic. And I played baseball. Yeah, so if you're eighties baby and you play baseball, you know my man was in Sandlot, Squints, I mean, one of my favorite out of the movies. The young iconic. Legend. And you you kissed the lifeguard, so that made you an instant legend. Yeah, I just got movie. once again. I just got really really lucky, bro. How, how did all you that go I mean? down, big dog? If you don't mind telling us, yeah. Uh, Sandlot was like a regular audition. I'd been working already. I started acting in Dallas when I was, when I was young and then just by chance started working and they wanted my mom to send me out on auditions. And then I just started booking everything I would do, you know, and we met an agent from out here and ended up in LA. I did like father of the bride, I think. Oh, great movie. Yeah. And I started working out here. My parents split up. We ended up in LA. We came for a summer or a pilot season or something and, and never left. And that was kind of it. That's and lock awesome. came around and blew up. I mean, not at first, no, but I didn't really, but it what's was the history on that. Because I was kind of too young to really even, I was, a, so I don't know. it really got, it really got bigger on, as on time VHS. Went on. And then as time went on, it became like this Classic. cult thing that, Oh, you know, it, it, it's a good movie, bro. And motherfuckers can put it on for their kids. And it's gone like three generations now. People showing it to their kids and then their kids, kids, and then their kids, kids, kids at this point, probably. It's going to keep and, going. And, uh, you know, the director and the writer, David Mickey Evans, it was his baby and he wrote it and directed it and screamed on a bullhorn fucking lines at us while we were shooting it. Just <laughs> yeah. say this, say that, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's really it's fucking legendary. Yeah. Super. Um, and it was shot out here in LA. <laughs> No, it was in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Okay. It's oh, supposed dope. to be, it was supposed to be LA in the sixties. And so Salt Lake has valleys like that. And it was easier to lock down streets and put picture cars. It was a pretty a decent budget film for 92. It was, a they did it for like 5 million, you know, as a studio film, it's not like crazy budget, but it was a good, good budget for that film. And homeboy just, he crushed it, bro. He did. Yeah. He did the thing that you never do in Hollywood. They say, don't work with dogs. Don't work with kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and this fool did both and, and made a, no a classic. You know oh, what I mean? 
I burnt the tape out. I've watched it so many times. They, they say that. Don't yeah, work yeah, with dogs, never, don't work with dogs or kids. Animals and kids you can't, are they trouble. Don't, they I mean, can't control, bro. Can't control. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's a pain in the ass from like a, a production standpoint. And like nobody wants to deal with that shit. You know, and you guys had to go to like you had to have someone on set. I'm guessing for schooling. They talk about right and all that. It was crazy in the summer, shit. so uh, you have like a social worker on set to make sure they're not abusing the kids. You know what I mean? It was they had all the Jackie Coogan laws and that type of shit. Yeah, the guy's point, yelling so. at you from a microphone. Yeah. They're like, "No, I think we're, I promise we're good." Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, you do what you do to to work and hide what I guess you know. Straight up, you get out there and make it happen. One of the best yeah, movies all time. Hell. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't know that it it didn't like it didn't go. Did it go sh- to theater? Yeah. Oh no no no! It did like so thirty five. Okay. Thirty five million at the box office. It wasn't bad. And That's a win. Five it just caught on with time, and and like you said, generations yeah. has passed on because I know I got younger homies that are twenty that they know about the, the movie, and That's and they don't know about a lot of classics, but they know about that one. So it's like you know Disney you Plus. Baseball, Disney Plus just used it in a commercial yesterday for you to watch Disney Plus. So. Like MGM and them are fighting over it. That's a catalog staple. Like this dude created something that multiple studios that Fox got bought and MGM had bought the rights to it sometime and literally fought Disney. Disney took it <laughs> off of Disney Plus since Disney Plus happened twice because of wow. MGM and because of them going wow. at it over it. So imagine like that's some power, bro. That, that, that shit's a catalog that holds money. And that's like them fighting over it's something like, that's like a, a that valuable is, thing, you know? That is the, the movie of baseball. Yeah. Just straight up. Yeah. You know, this is what I was getting into with the director thing. So this full, he says, because we do these tours and autograph signings and shit. And he'll say that like, because it's set as a period piece in 1962, it keeps it timeless forever. And so they shot it in the nineties and it could have been really bad. And I'm not, you know, like there's other films like that, like rookie of the year is an amazing film, mm-hmm. but because Sandlot was shot in a period piece, it's just this thing. And he shot it like, you don't notice it, but when I tell you now, he shot it like he told the, direct, uh, the director of photography, Tony Richards, he said, I want it to look like Kodak chromatic film. That's what I want it to look like, like the 60s look wow. of like Kodak chromatic film. He's like, I want it to be like that. So now it's like, it's literally like pop art, like a living piece of pop art that this dude created this fucking masterpiece that just works together with all these fucking riffraff kids and like diverse you know group of kids bro like it's like it's very american you get all of the dope. things that fucking summertime playing with your friends this little yeah this little goonies vibe and and like stand by me shit that's going on outsider wanting to be an insider so yeah you get it all and awesome. baseball bro so it's like yeah it's just americana now straight up so yeah you, you keep up with were you like friends with them after you keep up with the kids and stuff keep up with the gang you love them yeah, and we've been doing like in the last since like the twenty, what was it? One of them's got a podcast, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pat does a podcast. I watched the one you guys did together. Correct. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, um, it was cool. Yeah, we we've been in touch quite a bit because we've been doing like we've been working together doing autograph signings or fucking baseball games or like that type of shit. We did a bunch of reunion stuff. So I would imagine that come back so. heavy. Yeah, that's reunion so. stuff. Like I mean, dude. Yeah, and I. And I you, you don't realize about how he's saying like it's it caught on oh, the as collector, time went on. The collector market is crazy, bro. It's like I'm not a collector. That shit's it's not coming my thing. back heavy. I'm not. It's not my thing. I, I collected baseball cards and cards when I was a kid, but yeah, I've never been like a collector of like I do all these things with all these sports people and they try to give me shit and I'm like I'm good, bro. Like I'm not that dude. It just doesn't do it for me. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, you. Cut you know me the I mean? check. You don't give me a hundred baseball cards. You got no, some fire no, no, ass no, weed. I'll take that. No, they're gonna pay me anyway. But okay. even they still try to be like, you want anything from the store? And oh. They got some dope ass shit, and I'm just like, I'm good, bro. I'm yeah. Not gonna fucking hang up Hank Aaron's shoes or like a fucking jersey or anything. Okay. Like, 
It's just not my thing. It's but funny. They think he's like, the, they're like, you're the biggest baseball fan we ever had, bro. You have uh, to be. You're I in a movie baseball. about I it. Just, I just don't yeah. collect shit. No, like, you're like, yeah, I was yeah. there for the check. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, well, and like, I mean, it's funny, right? Like that, right? You would, you run into anyone like. People like to assume. Yeah. Well, weed smokers, right? And then like Jim Brewer. And then you find out that Jim Brewer doesn't, doesn't smoke, smoke weed. <laughs> and you're he's like, well, he's fuck. the greatest high guy ever. Like on camera, he's one of the top three of all time almost, you know? And or and you're like, yeah, he doesn't smoke weed at all. He just, you know, and so it's you don't like, have to it's be. It's kind of like when you take your first trip to Hollywood and you get out here and you're on Hollywood Boulevard and you're like, wait, what <laughs> oh, the fuck, fuck is this? Some <laughs> bums peeing on your leg. There's like a bum pissing on your leg. And like everybody that comes out here is. Just filled up with disappointment when they t- they're like, oh, man, let's go watch the Walk of Fame. Let's go look at the stars. That's when you give them some weed and you go, just calm down, go up to Ryan that's, and that's rethink your part. life. Things this will work is out. This the shit you want to look at out here. Yeah. The weed. Yeah. Come, come to Cali. It's the, the Mecca. For sure. It's the Mecca. That's why we're out here. We're from the East Coast. So we, we came out here for this. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, th- I feel like a bunch of creatives come out here just for whatever their craft is. But for us, it uncovered this like underground world of cannabis. That's like the culture really lives different in, in Cali. Yeah. It's much different. It's almost like I feel like we're on our own teams, you know, and everybody there's a bunch of teams and like everybody's like competing, but still friendly, you know, coming together. And now we're seeing like events and shit like that go on. And so it's kind of dope. You're blessed to grow up out here. Super cool, man. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, grow up out here after you got a little bit older. I'm glad that you guys, uh, that you guys like it. It's not for everybody. And no, I think, it isn't. I think it being the weed thing. Yeah, that's why we've. That's why you really yeah. fuck with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But LA is a beautiful place and it's hard to leave once you come here because it's not like this everywhere else. And you know that. You know Straight what I'm saying? up. But I oh, love, man. you're from Florida, no? Yep. Yeah, I love Florida. Yeah, Florida Florida's dope. I feel like it's a brother sister states. You know what I mean? Like I'm from West Texas Coast, originally. So what I, what I say about Florida and even in like South Florida where you get like, South Florida is like Cali, Texas vibes. Yeah. A little island influence. Yeah. A beautiful, beautiful skies. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never see Mm -hmm. anything blue like like a Florida sky. Straight up. I mean, it's got a different, it's just got a different color texture to it. Oh, man. The women too. Vibe and picture, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about South Florida. Everything's got its own vibe, I think. The perks. It's cool. Tough part for us with Florida was that I felt like even if we stayed, right? And I tried, because I was, that was like a big thing was like, all right, stay and really get it. They're never really, even if it's okay, like as far as legalized, they're never really cool with it. Like out here, people, I'll, I'll walk into a restaurant or I'll, they'll be like, man, you smell amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And we'll have like a cool little convo or we'll, you know, there's like a, a fun little back and forth in Florida. It's nothing but nasty looks or the people coming up to you are like, let me, let me get some. Yeah. It's it's such a different atmosphere than out here. The culture's different. The vibe is different. People out there, we I would be very worried about smelling like herb and going anywhere. Out here, I don't even think twice about it because fifty percent of the people do at least. So it's just so different, man. Yeah, it's definitely true. Yeah, I'd say I'd say even more people smoke out here, and then I've heard yeah, it the other day sixty eight percent. Right? Yeah, now. more than ever. Of adults of adults in California. Is that yeah. A stat? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's I was right. going through. I get like a news uh, thing on my phone for stoners. <laughs> and it was, yeah, a new update, 68% of, uh, wow. I think it was, I honestly want to say it was the U.S. Yeah, most of the time you just hear, oh, you smell good. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's been Kush is my call. Yeah. It's been my well, shit Bubba, right? Oh, man. The yeah, old the school Bubba. Like, I still, I remember cars that I had and I can remember just like what it smells like in the summertime <laughs> in like a, 
in like a 2002 E-class on like that leather and the music. And like, it sets a tone. Like it literally, when I smell OG or like burnt OG, it <coughs> brings me back to like certain memories from an era. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's powerful. Nostalgic. That yeah. shit was, that shit was like, that was a, a get in anywhere free card back in the day, bro. Just know it. That smelling like straight up like OG gas. Cause now we're like, everything is fire and we kind of have this smell back then. Like if you smelled like that shit, like you were, you know, yeah, you could get connected. That, that was better than money. You really smelled good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, oh, you smelled good, good. Like, like the plug, you're the man for real. Shit Even different. if you just have OG to be able to smoke and shit, you know what I mean? And the Bubba was like platinum colored though. The Bubba was, yeah. we used to see OGs, but when we would get the Bubba's, they, you could see it through three vacuum seals, the oh, yeah. color change. You're like, oh, yeah. what's that one? That's like white, oh, like yeah. platinum looking. Uh, and the yeah. nugs look like they little explosions, yeah, like little tiny little, little round, boom. That little round <laughs> oh, explosion. bro. I, love that shit. I found a couple bag seeds one time and this is like probably 2007, eight. And I had a grow house, a two-story grow house on the East Coast, and it was so dope. I had taken the whole upstairs and built it out in the downstairs as well. So it was like literally you walk in and there was a secondary door and then everything else is full lit up. And I had found a couple bag seeds out of some pounds of Bubba and planted them and found this beautiful female that literally smelled like fresh ground coffee and gasoline. Like it like burnt your nostril hairs. I had the whole house filled up with Bubba. And I mean, at the time, you know, that it was rare to see Bubba, especially grown in, in on the East Coast. Right. Oh, you're crushing. And at about day 42, I get a call from the landlord. And this is on a um, this is on a Wednesday evening at about 6 p.m. Hey, how you doing? The owners, they're from Iceland. They actually purchased the house. That's why I rented it because they said the owners live in Iceland. I was like, fucking perfect. So I rented it and literally in the middle of this first run of OG, whole house filled. Hey, it's a Wednesday evening. We'll be doing the walkthrough on Friday morning. The owners are actually flying in and they want to see the house before (laughs) they fly out. So I went into full panic mode reached out to everybody that I could trust in my phone book and was like, I'll give you weed. If you just help me break this house down, pulled up the biggest U-Haul I could in front of the house, staged everything in the garage, like madness. Didn't sleep for two days straight. Soon as they came Friday morning, we hadn't slept. Like people were pulling out of my driveway and like 10 minutes later they showed up. Right. And I was delirious at the time because we hadn't slept in the stress and the and I, I couldn't believe we actually fixed the fucking house to some degree. Right. It was yeah. presentable. You wouldn't know until you started pressing on holes that were still wet and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and fucking right. When the guy walks up, I'm like, here's the keys. You told me you'd never come through. Uh, I'm canceling the lease. Keep the deposit. And just literally walked past him as I was talking. I, d- I vaguely remember it. I was talking and just handing keys. Got in this. I had an OJ Simpson forerunner that I had parked in front of it because I had, you know, like OJ Simpson had that forerunner or Bronco, the Bronco. There you go. The Bronco. So yeah, who fucking know? I I had a Bronco that I used to park in front of the house to make it look like someone lived there. Yeah. And I got in that fucking thing and literally just pulled off. And that was the last time the guy saw me. We, and, (laughs) and I, I salvaged it, but I ended up losing the strain right then and there. And people always like, how do you lose a strain? That's how you lose one. Yeah. 
Well, you, know. <laughs> you know, just uh, people love stories. So I always like to drop a drop a gem of like Bubba Kush, man. That's the last time I saw it. That was like yeah. re- legit Bubba. That's you heartbreaking. Know? Yeah, it was. Because looking now, it'd be like a coveted cut that I it's had. Like the Holy Grail, bro. Yeah, man. I, I would you, love to see that come back. You don't see any like well-grown Bubba going around at all. Because she takes like six months to veg properly. <laughs> and then you hear like, but you hear like Cali plug, right? He says like the Asian Bubbas. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, they yeah. still grow Bubba because she's oh, short. I hear that, but I'm like, yo, I want someone to reach out and shoot me a cut that's not infested with spider mites, please. But yeah, I'd love a cut of, I mean, dude, what a great thing to breed with and play with a little bit, right? I think, yeah, PCG, I think, so. I think PCG has a cut of it. Bro. Do they? You can get it. Okay. Just I time, want the real one though. They next, got the bunch of weird the ones. Dragon, just ask if they have it somewhere in the culinary still. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, how how'd you get hooked up with uh Green Dragon and everything? A friend of mine, my boy Dietrich is a soul assassin and is friends, personal friends. And so, you know, I went over there to give some work and he was in a transitional phase of like moving from their original store in Van Nuys and he fired his whole bud tending staff and everybody. And he was like you know, you should come work for me, work with me. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, damn dude, I kind of yeah. just went and did that. Oh yeah. Um, had you a manager shop or done anything with the shop before? Nothing. No, I had been selling weed forever though. And growing obviously at yeah. houses and shit at the time too, on a smaller scale. This See, was my first like, but he trusted in. you. Yeah. Did you hop straight into growing? No, no, no. I, I, I was butt tending. I started, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, smoking him and him and somebody else were running the grow still at that point. And then even there, I never cultivated on site there. And when I started managing, like as we grew with the business and cause the business started over at that point, like he started at a new spot and he basically lost most of his business and we kind of had to rebuild it. And, you know, they had a name for years at their other location, but back then it was, you know, you move, we had a storefront somewhere and then you move to some fucking warehouse off the beaten path. It was tough. You know, we had to get it back up and ramp it back up and build it again. But, uh, we grew together and now you see what they're doing, you know, up and down the state. They're crushing obviously, it. Yeah. Dope as fuck. They have lounges too. They have the first lounge out in Palm Springs. They're like one of the nicest ones. Yeah, what, was that, what was that lounge you were telling us about? The vault. The vault. That's down. That's a big Springs shout out to vault. Yeah. That's, that's not green dragons place. No. And now I'm hearing, uh, lounges in Vegas. Yeah, I can't. Right? Do you hear that? Dude, man, I, I want to get into that business. For, That's mean, you all day, no. bro. I mean, I could see you. I'm dead serious just with everything. Even if you do the Sandlot, I mean, not to say it had to be that, but holy shit, that's such a dope vibe, you know? Especially for Vegas. Uh, that's like my forte. So if, if somewhere down the line, because I'm obviously not going to be in rooms anymore in the near future, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. I mean, I still do like <laughs> I make mixes every day, like every day for years and years and years and years and years. That's dope, dope, man. But like, I made mixes today. I make mixes tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm making mixes. You enjoy it. I do. I do. But I don't plan on being in rooms. But like you're saying, like Vegas at a a lounge. That's like me running a place like that is like couldn't be any better of a fit. I can that's feel really it. My my forte is like hospitality I, almost yeah yeah i crushed the shop vibe there because i'm really good with people and can manage like multiple echelons of things so multifaceted like these people patients this that and kind of meet everything so that's really my background is just kind of like the glue face-to-face management interaction yeah, management like that. Of absolutely like that. you know what i mean man oh yeah you imagine vegas that's the dream though dog like vegas, no it is and, and, and thing. then i can you imagine oh yeah i'm, I'm 
Yeah, I'm running Caesars now, bro. Yeah, Caesar, <laughs> Caesars <laughs> Lounge. Straight up, I'm over here at the yeah. Caesars Lounge. Yeah, I'm at yeah. Caesars. Yeah, they gave me Dude. a fucking penthouse, and I just yep. been here, me and the kids. Residency. For a while me and here. fucking Caesars. Got a residency. Yeah. Residency. And think about it's that. Caesars, bro. You, you got the Picture Me Rolling podcast. Once we get the lounges, you can have a live podcast and do at guests. Yeah. You know, people are doing that already that aren't. It's not cannabis, obviously. You know what I mean? But they're doing the live audiences, and people yeah, are loving bro. it, man. And that's perfect. This is a... It's the communal thing. It is. You know and like it weed is. is one of those things that like I compare it to this. I smoked cigarettes as a kid. And if I really wanted a cigarette when I was a little kid and couldn't buy them, like I might dig through an ashtray and pick up and pick up a cigarette or something. But like you don't usually share cigarettes with people, mm-hmm. even people that have like weird. So I know somebody who's from Eastern Europe anyway, and they talked about how they uh, their dad is like a germaphobe and wouldn't even like kiss them. Like kiss them on the mouth or show them Good excuse. affection. But she's <laughs> seen him passing a fucking cigarette when she was a kid with like other people in the community in Jersey or wherever when they Addiction. first immigrated, right? Yeah. But no, it wasn't cigarettes. He was smoking was weed. weed with people. Oh shit. Okay. So, so you're like, yeah, what? Germaphobe dude that doesn't want to fucking touch anything or <laughs> do anything, but he's gonna sit there with some randoms in Jersey after they move from Russia and smoke weed with them, right? I'm guilty of it's that. that. It's that shit. Because if you were next to me and you'd be like You got that shit lit, it's yo, they'd be like, I'd be like, first of all, you don't know how how much you just lucked up because I'm probably smoking some some other shit and you're about to get blessed, but like like you give it to people Absolutely. and you share it with people. I mean, I think the worst part about coronavirus is that our whole business that used to be like a very communal, like almost to the point where it's probably better off that we have a little bit of sanitation. Shit yeah. Going on now. A little bit. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? It, it opens yeah. up new business avenues too, for uh, having your own like kind of glass tip. Did you LA family farms brought this really cool tip through and it's for all their pre-rolls. And then once you use it, you can stick a um, a joint in the tip of it and it becomes almost like a, a glass uh, tip a holder. Uh, yeah. Right. And like shit like, like that, hopefully the people joint with the tip and you stick it in the yeah. glass tent, you know, all, and then you can just have shit. one in your pocket or something. You Pretty know what cool. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah and I then like that. I mean, cause then you can smoke with that. Not to say that that's going to stop Corona. Cause if you got it or whatever and you touch your lips, I'm still pretty close to that fucking J you know yeah. what I'm saying? So who knows what's all, Everyone should just roll their own joints, I guess, for now until we figure this shit out. I'm gonna look like Hunter S. Thompson, like you said, at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, fucking. I can see you sticking up. I can see you with the suit, rocking the shades. (laughs) Yeah, fucking coming up. He's got a little thing up by the pool. Yeah, Yeah. you're like you see him up in the thing. Like no, he just gets a little thing up there. You know, straight up, fucking dope, dude. We can only hope. I mean, LA is gonna open up at some point with with lounges. I mean, it's It's, crazy that they stifled that. Look, bro, who does the were you a part of the coffee and coffee and cannabis thing that I just saw recently? Somebody posted. No. Okay. I forget which group that was, but they did like a coffee and cards or something balanced or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coffee and cards. LAX packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, some people. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. And I thought it was a dope idea because I love coffee. It was. They had old school trucks. I love coffee shop and vibes. Shit. And weed is a very, it's not a bar thing. Yeah, not at all. Hell no. It's a coffee shop thing. Yes, it is. It's you like can a see tables like, you know. Old Jewish dudes go, they hang out at coffee shops. People hang out at coffee shops. Good There's combo. no reason for them to be there or any reason. Yeah. Some people just, that's their, that's their shit. You know what I mean? Pop on the internet combo, whatever. Which yeah. one's that? I don't know. Which one? What is it? Let's roll another oh, one up. They're cracking man brought so many seals. flavors. Let, let's talk about some of these flavors. You said rainbow yeah. chip earlier and that but one smells crazy. This is, this is squints, bro. This is my squint strain. The one that we ran as our rec strain is rainbow chip. Rainbow chip got given to me by... Crazy story of it, but the dudes from Your Highness, um, Your Highness LA gave this cut to me. And uh, 
I actually had, they gave me two of them and this is not the better one, um, but I lost it. And this is the one I ran with. And oh, I, so these are Finos from Seed then. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That, that homie had pop. Yeah. And, uh, and that they ended up not using for whatever reason, but he gave me a few cuts and this was one of them. And I put it in a house and she looked, she didn't do very well, but I smoked it and it was super fire, bro. And then I was like, okay, I got to run her again. And I ran her again. And it took me about a year and a half to like get her to do what I wanted. But now she's a dope ass plant. And, uh, we put her out into the market and people liked her. They responded to her. Well, I know they would. It's like a super Sherby type of like a real sunset, but has a little mint to it and a little different. And I just, for the exotics at the moment, I really liked it. The super terpy stuff is always hard to grow. So it takes a while to dial it in. Anything that has that really strong terpene profile, I don't care what it is. If it has a strong terpene profile, it's a little harder to grow. This you is know? different too, rainbow chip. I can smell it's, it right it, here. It now. smells like mint chocolate chip with like Skittles or some type of. It's I've had some connoisseur vibes. Vibe. Vibe. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I've had yeah. some connoisseurs come to me and tell me about mint chocolate chip back oh. in the day. Like, yeah, that's from exotic from Mike. Boom, there you go. Genetics. Um, yeah, this Talk is his. It's rainbow chip, and th like I said, this is the not better pheno, but she was a better plant, and. uh now that I've got her to like, she's a beautiful plant, bro. You she, got a dial. Like I still have four original is, packs uh, of that. Of the rainbow chip? Yeah. Yeah, that shit. Uh, here, I'll just pop them I one at a time now. and hunt them because it's the most fire lineage out of all that shit, bro. Anything that, like we've been testing phenos for like the last two runs of test. Anything with rainbow chip in it crushes, bro. You know what struck me um, different? for you than a lot of other like uh iconic like celebrity types you're very involved and i don't mean from the backseat i mean like you're basically in the garden you've done this shit yourself i can tell just from having a convo with you that it's different and i'm sure you get that a lot i'm sure you have to have somewhat of a little shield up because i'm saying because a lot of people come to you thinking some guys grow some shit put it in and then you yeah. put your name on it and then you just show up with it and i can tell from a minute of convo that that ain't the case. Not that we even Not give a fuck because <laughs> if you care about it, you care about it. No, and I'm, 100%. but I can tell you're on the other side of it. Just like you saying, you had your own grows and, and just also with the flavors you pick to show us, I know you're involved heavily. To like, be, to be honest, when yeah. I saw the flavors in the jars, I'm like, man, either you got in a position that was how to happen. Like, like you got <laughs> yeah. matched with the right person or you've been in the game a long time. And I, Both. You know, I figured you had been in the game a long time, but yeah. Talk about, this is some fire cool ass people, weed, bro it's so awesome that like this, this whole world that we live in is very brand new and that Straight up. people still don't like outside of a few like groups. Cause even when LA was a big place and two fifteen was going on, like we don't all know each other. Like some groups never cross paths and we're still doing a lot of work at the same time in the same time frame. And, and for whatever reason, I mean, we just never cross paths. A lot of us are in like, like I said, like I come from one crew and we ran like, a big spot and a lot of stuff. So I never left, bro. Like I've been working seven days a week since then. Like everyone like touches elbows, right? Like yeah, I know like, someone that, you know, and then yeah, we all kind of like, yeah, it's interesting. 100%. It's a small, small world. Though, obviously. What are some of your favorite strains you've had a heart of a part of growing in the last, you know what I'm saying? Anything throwback that like, really you're like, man, I got, I wish we had that still. I still wish I had that. I, I want to grab that cookie cut again and start running it again. I want to see what I can. Great one. I want to see what I can do with her now because <clears throat> I'm better and the game is advanced. And, uh, and I just want to see if it's what like you remember, feasible. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, at the point at that time, she wasn't, the market had gone down into like the 16, 17 range for fire, bro. And it was rough. Like you have something that hits. Those are the doom days right you know, there. Has a bad run and hits up fucking 
0.75 a light or something, it's like hard to fucking yeah. survive or pay bills or do whatever. So she kind of fizzled out. But um, now I would like to see like, you know what I mean? Things are different. The market's up in the rec market. I feel like that would crush. And maybe you could play with her a little different now, you know, exactly. or, or smaller. You know, you had your bets a little smaller. Instead of running a whole room, you throw one tray in and you stack them in there heavy, strip them down. I and just I guarantee if I fill up, if I fill up rooms with mm-hmm. cookies right now, yeah, Squint's cookies will be on every one of every blue store shelf anywhere that you can find. People would love that. Store. Berno put that shit on, on the menu as a staple for hundred oh, sure, you percent. Know? I just Bring bought the forum cut. Yeah. Back, man. That animal's Please. a gray one. I, you know what I just bought back is, um, platinum gse the platinum yeah. girl scout i just got that back in my garden That's um i'd had that years and years ago we love growing that and i just got it back in the mix you Fire. know yeah i'll uh i might know someone with forum i, I bet i could plug you with that if, you, if you're serious about wanting that yeah. i i have some guys around me and we always talk about exotic cuts very hard to get and it's a long story but as a heady grower i came up with this list about a year ago that i said okay any real grower any any brand should have a list and you should say orange lemon gas chem purple you know and you should go down and maybe 20 different flavor profiles whatever it is and then you should pick the best strain in each category that you can get your hands on and that's your working list and anything you find better than that that takes over it doesn't get added to the list it eliminates something on that list. And if it's not worth eliminating something on that list, don't bring it in the fucking garden. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of times me as a grower too, I grew up not being able to get strained. So now I take everything in. Oh, you got some pad. Oh, I'd love to have that. I'd love to have this. And it's the worst thing you can do. And just like you're talking, I mean like you got such crazy flavor profiles. Every single one smells different. Every single one has a different type of structure. I mean, that's what you want as a grower in my opinion. Like you're crushing it with that, bro. Uh, we're just popping a lot of seeds and we've been doing it for a while now. So that's one, expensive. one good thing that got lucky for us being LA guys is that uh, I ran the shop. So I was growing to feed the shelf and it enabled us to grow other things besides OG earlier than most of the guys in Los Angeles were running them, you know, and having a shop and having access to like, cuts coming from up north or different shit you throw them in a garden because you have them and because you have access you know so now it's it's like us getting on the seed wave and that type of that type of thing was easier for us to do because we had that mindset of like okay well i know i'm gonna be able to sell it anyway because you know we have a shop or we can do this and you knew your customers things yeah i mean if you have a shop you can sell shit you know what i'm saying it doesn't doesn't really matter it's not gonna be you know, we'll go back to grown OG, but yeah, it ain't going to, it's not going to sit. It's not going to be like, I don't know who to give this to. You know what I mean? I always hassle shops. I'm like, take these fucking sativas. People like them and they want to not take them. And I'm like, just because you oh, guys you don't like sativas, still, like people like me who have to work all day and still smoke and like want my mind. I like that racing mind feeling. A people want to, like they it, won't bro. take them though sometimes. And it's, I get it. Take half, but yeah, it's, it's tough, man. And that's why. Whenever I find a good like a dispensary runner or owner, and as a buyer, we remember Pack God's remembers, and they would be open to taking more of a full line and not just yeah. we'll take that one and that's it because we know that one's your heavy hitter and we know that that's the hype strain that everyone will want. When they would be like, "Fuck it, we'll take one of everything and we'll see how they go," those were the guys where I was like, "Man, we need to we're we're best we're gonna become friends," you know? Yeah, yeah sucks sucks for them. They're missing out on you know sativas, man. It'll come back around. Yeah, you got, I bet, you know, you guys would crush a good sativa, I bet. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I haven't seen one in a minute. You smoke sativas at all? Not Here really. and there, not so much no, yet. It's funny. It's an East Coast OGs. fucking thing, man. Forbidden, yeah, I'm talking forbidden to myself. Fruits, fruits forbidden is fruit Coast. is one of the only, one okay. of the only sativa-ish things that I like. I smoked and grew for a while that uh that I would continue to smoke and uh, put into rooms. She just pa- has the most interesting turp profile. Pat God's hated it. I would grow it, yeah, and he that, would be like, "The fuck you do? Well, this is the, real estate wasted." The cut 100%. was like burnt orange turps. I hate that. I just always flavorful. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't come out that great. you guys got tangied for a while. I always yeah, pride myself up. in you know taking a cut and like, throwing the shit out of it. You're from Florida, and you yeah. got, when I say you got tangied, you got depped out from, like, whatever the fuck they were running back then, and now you're just ruined on that turf profile. Straight up. Yeah, man. Oh, no, it's true. Oranges it's like, are the hardest things to that, sell. Like, thing is, like, it, that they were it, on that wave for a while, and you guys smoked a bunch of just different <laughs> bad variations of it, I'm sure. Because yeah. that's what... 100%. Like, Tangy has, like, and you were lucky to get that bad variations of it never seen a tangy where mm-hmm. i like there's been a couple like mm-hmm. and oh seriously people bring me bags of i've seen something called like tangy land that i was like okay that's that candy dope. land times tangy yeah so you got the and that was pretty and, dope that's that why. was pretty dope but other than that yeah I'm just i'm not really you know what tangy. we used to get in florida that was real good orange chirp and this is before tangy was uh orange Cali crush orange, orange crush yeah orange shit. crush yeah. i had an old school grower we called hippie mike mm-hmm. and he used to grow an orange crush he used to grow Mushrooms this is like 2001, 2002. Nice. He used to grow mushrooms and then you have the biggest salvia, the plant, salvia, oh, probably the size of a car wide. And about if you tipped a car up on its side that big, it was literally like 20 years old. His mom had it and is he it, took it, it with him to college and it was like half of his backyard. Is salvia to, a bush or is it Yeah, it was a bush. It looked a like bush. a tree, but the way he had pruned it, he was a trippy dude, man. He grew mushrooms in 2002. Like, yeah, how'd you scale? Oh, no, I bet. How'd you, how'd you meet him again? So the first, okay. So the guys that I first met, they were the growers. And I was always like, man, their weed does not look like anybody else's weed. Okay. Once I figured that out, yeah, guys would come by my fraternity house. I kind of made myself in the group. Like I make myself like a part of the group very easily because I, I make myself, what is it called? Where you need someone in Team the group. Player, yeah. But my value is always it. strong in a group. So what ended up happening is when certain guys would come around, they'd be like, hey, man, you got to get out. And I was like, get out of the room. And they're like, yeah, bro. And then I would see these guys and there was only one or two guys ever. But I was always like, who is that then? Right. If I'm having to leave the room and I know and I mean, I'm, I'm paying the money for these guys grow house. Right. Yeah. So these guys were in a bind and my buy in was I'll take care of the bills. Now I'm a third. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was hustling and doing my, so when I had to leave the room, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? So I would make sure that we had a big front porch that when that guy left, I was like, Hey, hey what up, man? And he was like, what up? Like, what up? And I just let him leave. And then I would make next time he came in. If I knew like, Hey bro, you got to leave. It for I would step out and then I'd be there when he pulled in his car. I'd be Sorry. like, what up, bro? And he'd be like, what up, Mike? Yeah, that was hippie Mike. And that real estate in his mind. So yeah. Same with Palmer. Same did, with my, did, my mentor. Didn't, didn't he work in the. So then we find out shit? that he works at the Arboretum at UCF at where I went to college. He was actually the guy who ran the Arboretum. I bet. And I was like, so the guy who runs the Arboretum. <laughs> so let me really. That, now let me spin your fucking head. Fucking right? ass dude. So I met this guy and I was like, this guy's trippy, right? And he works at the Arboretum and there's all kinds of sketchy shit. So one day we get a call and it's like, hey, man. It's hippie and the cops just dropped off like 10 lights, 10 hoods, 10 bulbs, brand new that they had busted a grow and they wanted to donate them back to the school. 
So we were like, fuck yeah, we'll come and get them right now. So we swooped over there and went and put those things right back in a grow house that night, set up more lights in a garage so that <laughs> they probably were off the street for 24 hours, maybe oh, and they went right shit. back into a grow house and we traded them some bud, but you'd go in, there'd be snakes and fucking cockroach, all kinds of weird shit. And then there'd that's be not a God's will. I don't bunch know of pounds sitting in the corner. Straight you know up. That's some crazy shit. I didn't even know that story. They, they, yeah, they, man. They took them that's down and nuts. set them back out the yeah. same day. He was like, come and get these. We're like done deal, bro. <laughs> and, and at that time, I mean, this is how different it was at that time. I knew homies who would climb poles on the highway and take the bulb out. Get of the, the fixture because oh, like those bulbs. were like, I think they were 600s at the time or 250s and they would take the bulb out of that and try to use it on a bat. Like that's how different it was to get a light. You know, you're talking 2001, 2002, right when I got to college first, boom. Yeah, man. Bunch of growers who were In like Florida too. So it's not mm -hmm. like, it's, you know, but. A bunch of bunch of houses with no AC in the main room because we take the AC vents, pull them out of the main room and cut a hole and shove them in the other rooms then run an extension wire into one of the rooms so that if we kept all the rooms similar, then we can control the whole house by one room. So we do that and we'd light up all the rooms. But this is the issue is that anytime you're hanging out there, what you had to do because you had to make it look like you live there or trimming was fucking horrendous. Oh, you're like man. dripping sweat, trimming, bud. now, you know, and you're like, we, tr it, but also in Florida, like, we can't just plug in and like plug in a fucking AC guy. It's like, you can't, we were already at eight, 900 at our bit. 1200 was the most you wanted a bill, yeah. you know? So it was just this weird playing of like, you know, what do we do here? The, the first couple of years of growing was so crazy for me, bro. It's, I wish I would have been out here. I won't lie. Yeah. I bet. I mean, it was so you know, different, different. Yeah. but you still got the robbers out here and you still got the cops, yeah, less cops, but just it. as many robbers. It's different. It's a different vibe coming in. We came, uh, the first facility we stepped to in and out here was in downtown. We started learning some lessons real South uh, central real quick. And we immediately I mean? had some break in attempts. We had, we had a lot of turmoil, you know, and, oh, yeah. uh, had to come over the top and realize like, yeah, we're in LA, bro. This isn't, this is LA, West Coast. Los Angeles. Everybody's professionals out here. Yeah. So West coast is different, man. We're like, yo, there's real gangs. It's out a crew. Here. There's real groups out here. It's, mm -hmm. it's different. Yeah, it's different. You got and and so that's honestly what pushed it too tree, is like tree base is one of the first ones that had to tell, let us know like, yeah that yo, you're in this LA. Is, yo this is this the it's West like, Coast hey, dog dudes, uh, this the West Coast this ain't the East Coast man around, he likes to say out here. he's like this ain't Florida bud. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't Florida <laughs> saying it man but it's true man yeah. but yeah we learned I wouldn't give it up for shit I love it out here bro and yeah. and it's dope yeah. to be able to link with people like you bro and people that would only be a dream from Florida. You know what I'm saying? To 100%. be like, Oh, this guy opened a weed brand. We'd love to talk to him about it. Yeah. We're in fucking Miami. You know, it's yeah. just, that's why we came but out it's here. It's coming. It's coming. It is. It is coming back. Everything's coming online and shit. Yeah. You thinking about like, what's the brand for squint or what's the plan for squints? Like multi-state or what, how you kind of, how you yeah, want to roll it out? It'll definitely be multi-state for sure. It's just rolling out the way it rolls out at the moment. We, we haven't been in a rush to market since the market, became a market and straight up get your footing kind of like we feel that we feel some the same people, way some people had to some people did rush to market and just take it on full steam and we just kind of just played our role and you know did our thing and now it's becoming i think it built right and now we're rolling it out the way we are and uh yeah i definitely want to take it to other states though i feel like squints is a very in, a very good introduction brand to a market all over the place. You know what I mean? Obviously it's like, absolutely. Yeah. Man. I like to say that we walk in, we walk in the door with this 
and then we do what straight what up from there, see you know where it mean? leads from so, there i could definitely see it in nevada az anywhere florida, bro. florida for sure just put in the thing of like now. you get to like not to say you have to but if i if if i find out that squints right and and as an icon of me is rolling grower, out a can yeah been growing and fire. you get your story out through your podcast and through everything else and people realize like Oh my God, dude, the guy I used to watch on TV, like actually became a grower and touch, like really does this shit. It's, it's fucking amazing. It's definitely not just a brand. No, this is real fire with real different turf profiles. You brought real jars here and you, you actually grow. So that's fucking amazing ass story, bro. I'm, I'm surprised that that led into that and just how you played it. It just seems like it ended up being a dope ass thing that, you know, you made it work. You made it happen. You ended up in LA and you fucking yeah. became LA. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I honestly wasn't going to run with Squints as a brand at all, but it kind of like made itself more than anything. Like I never tried to like actively straight up at some point, somebody was like, you need to make some packaging, homie. Cause like, this is different. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where that kind of came from. But the weed thing was always going to be a part of my life. Cause it is my life more so than anything else. You know what I mean? How do you, yeah. what's your style of growing? Um, rock wool. But hydro, you know, my favorite. Nice. Yeah. All right. My favorite. It's like know. a lab, you know, and I, in my opinion, you get cleaner burning weed, you know, I think so. It's mm -hmm. easier to get, not people, to, it's easier to get cleaner but, burning weed. But, yeah. But Rockwell is God and they're all coming around to it. It's, I it's the shit. I, feel that. I love it. I've got, I mean, I, I run a, we ran 130 lights in soil hand watered and then yeah, I got my, you know, my spots now and that are all rock wool and I'll to this day go back and forth. They both burn white. You hand water in those bad boys? No, nah, we're done with that nonsense. <laughs> no more hand water. And I quit that shit. That was Fuck, bro. someone my, had my uh, someone put a big paycheck up I'm and left, was like, I'm left handed and <laughs> it don't work like that. <laughs> I had like a permanent yeah, your next from oh, watering. Yeah, straight up. Watering with one hand, bro. Watering rock wool every day. God, these what owners. Are you, what are you doing now out. for irrigation? Metafilm. Metafilm best, the best system out. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, you got to keep them wet and it's, there's, it's, it can be problem. It can be troublesome. It's the best I mean? way to dial man, because that's like, the thing is like with but his system, it's perspective, it's, it, exactly. it's, it's the best way to uh, feed a cube. I feel like he can do per milliliter with the net of him. He's able to literally get every single plant, the same amount of water, which is like, you can't even do that hand watering, bro. I promise you, you can't, you know? Yeah. It's too many variables, especially you, you at the scale now. Exactly. You can't like. With hand watering, you're drenching something and then letting it dry out. So you have, you have a uh, go up spikes and saturation, yep. and then it's just a slow dry back all the way down until it gets fed again. But I can manipulate what and when it's getting the dry back, what and when, how long it's getting a dry back, or you know how I'm saturating it during the day and and kind of change that. And that's what you know timers and sophisticated irrigation is. You know it is. You get it wet and then you can fuck with it. It always is a prime state of growth, hopefully. Or, yeah. or the system cogs and you lose a row. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Yeah, it's a less that. forgiving medium. I always tell people your eight hours is still there. It's just different. I'm now. mad that like it's hard to adopt things in this business sometimes because your creature's a habit and it's costy. It costs to learn. You know what yes, I'm saying? It does. I do know what you're saying. Um, I know now that I have to adopt automation in these things because, you know, the... You can't scale it without it, but it's also like, you know, it's always a fear that, you know, maybe we were doing something right before and now we've gone somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you're afraid you're taking two steps back and even though you think you're moving forward, you know, I mean, some, in some ways, like flour used to be better. So 
I mean, yeah, where are we at now? You that know is I, mean? I understand scale, but like flour used to be better out of a 20 lighter than a 20 lighter is pulling now. And why, why is that? Like maybe this, you know, maybe a single ended Hortolux bulb produces the most fire fucking cannabis you're ever going to have. And it does. I'm going to be honest with you. The turp profile and the, and what it does is going to be completely different. You know, they're also an inferior piece of machinery. They blow up, they get hot, they fucking, you know, it doesn't run or operate the same way either. Five years and LEDs will beat out any light available because we'll have LEDs. LEDs crush. They just don't put out. We've done podcasts on this previous where we talk about the structure, the structure of the flower. And I think still dub blended puts out, just like you said, I agree with you homegrown. in the homegrown look that airier look, but that just structure is better. Cause like the flower I grow is all led right now. Yeah. I don't enjoy it as much as double ended or a Gavita would. And I've, I've, there was a time where I had the same strains being grown at two different locations, one all led one double ended Gavitas. And I would have, people buying the double ended and saying this was your best batch. They didn't know it wasn't batch that it was two different grows. They, they would say, Oh, this batch, I like this. And they didn't know like, yeah, it's a different room. That's my, not my led room. So I was, and, and to say like, Oh, well they're used to it. Yeah. But I also felt like it was better. And I think what we're missing red spectrum and we're missing a few things in the spectrum of LEDs that I think they'll be they're there, fixing in the next year or two, or we'll be right there. It might it's, need a, it might need a little heat too. Yeah. I mean, dude, definitely. And these come, the first one, the first company to the finish line is going to make a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? If you have the first led where you're like, look at the flower and all the growers know what's really doing. I mean, I run growers choice and they're the closest led I've come to quality. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. Grower's Choice are the best. I used Fluence. I used Gavita. I've used, I think it was about four different companies, LEDs. And my mentor who lives in Colorado has a four light setup, same strain, four different LEDs. And he switches out the shittiest one every run. So he's gone four runs now and the Grower's Choice. And there's one other company out of um, Colorado that tie every time right now for the best quality but we have the same conversation about i'll i will he doesn't agree but i will still take gavita double-ended light over the look because it has a homegrown look that you can't beat elephants growth yeah one of the most sought after growers in la you can tell just by the structure you know yeah, that homegrown look. I Fire. like that shit too. Small batch. Everything's everybody's starting to talk about small batch now. Yeah. That's becoming a thing and shit. What is too. it? Yeah. When you're doing your rooms and stuff, how many how many lights you you like to do per room? You like to keep it smaller or I have twenty light rooms, twenty five light rooms, fifty light rooms. Best size. Um, what do you think of the twenty five to the fifty? It's a big space, bro. It gets hard to control. Gets, and yeah, it gets harder to to make those rooms crush because it's harder to control. I mean, it's, it's different. hot spots, cold spots, air yeah, control, getting the airflow pro- yeah. proper. And it's, it, it's a lot of plant, bro. There's a lot of plant in there to like really deal with on a daily basis. I like 20 light rectangles is like what I like. And I like it for a certain reason because I can design it properly to crush, to like crush, crush, dial it, it in setup. Yeah. And it's Get easy that windy. because yep. you're dealing with two ACs only. And it's really easy to kind of like, to get the airflow perfect. Yeah, that's the hard part. And to scale it, you know. But I mean, it's all it's all workforce. It's what you have at your disposal. I mean, if you got enough guys to to prune, you know, ninety light rooms in a day, like some of these cats and and crush like that, then 
by all means, you know, I almost got hired onto a grow that was doing 120 light room perpetual harvest. So every two rows was going to get harvested two weeks separate. Yeah, was And idea. I was like, this sounds horrendous. Yeah. This is going to, this is, it's just whenever your risk versus reward, when your risk is so high that it's like, if this happens, we lose everything. If that's the risk, then it's like, man, maybe we should rethink our strategy. You know what I'm saying? When it's like, if this happens, everything's done. You know, if PM starts on one of these plants, everything in this whole 120 light room, 180 light room is done. I I, I had brought out experts to try to convince them that like, I think you should People rethink are creatures this. Of habit. They're thinking about money instead of like the fact that you got like 10 microclimates and none of them are right at the time. <laughs> yeah. And different strains and different this. That's too yeah. many. That's just too many variables to like put into one thing and know that that's like, all right, when people started to scale these things and like there were some people in the desert that put up big spots. And I'll just tell you like a story of like, of uh, when Green Dragon started going around and touring some of these places. And it was obviously apparent when they walked into them that they had never done this before. They do things that are goofy that if you actually operate these things, you won't do because you know that you got to work or you need this space because yeah. you've done it before. They're talking unrealistic. Shit that you won't yeah. scale and do, you know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of that going along. You know, <laughs> I mean, people were trying to run big ass ACs and they figured out that probably wasn't the, the best idea either, but that comes from, you know, running houses or running small warehouses where you know that, yo bro, I, I put a 10 ton in sometime and that motherfucker went down on two rooms and, I couldn't get anybody to fucking fix it or come work on it or do anything. And then we just started hanging five tons forever after that. Right. And they're like, damn, it works. Yeah. You know, it it is crazy like that. Yeah. And some people you can't tell shit, bro. This business is still full of people that you can't tell shit. I mean, I got dudes that actually grow weed and that come with like hit me with goofy shit all day long, bro. I'm like, you've been doing this for years, bro. Like, like I've known you and known you and like respected you for years. And you're still coming up with like goofy shit that like, I'm just like, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense at all. You know what I mean? The mind is a, it's cool. I I appreciate all of it, but yeah, the the perpetual harvest thing, that's always crazy. That's always tough. If you can master that shit, God bless you. I don't want to. Some Colorado shit. They had, they had a grower kind of tell them that like that you can do this. This is how you should do it. And that he had done, had success with it. I mean, but like, holy hell, it's your fucking garage, bro. But like, you know, or just at one grow that you somehow made it work, but like, it's not the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree, man. And like, it's just crazy, bro. Really crazy. Little little boxes make fire weed. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be honest. There you go. That's straight up. I mean, write that down people. Yeah. Little boxes make fire. Little boxes make fire. Rectangle rooms, all these little fucking bedrooms and fucking garages and all these little things. They cranked out fire. That's why we're here. Yeah. You're, You're here because there was dudes crushing bedrooms that, Made this thing a reality. Yeah, 100%, bro. I and mean, now Jeff Bezos is fucking petitioning <laughs> the government to pass the fucking federal law for it. And if he wants it done, it's going to get done 100%. Yeah. I fucking can guarantee crazy. That, Richer know? than the government. That's what happens. I mean, at what I would point, say at big what point tech do you realize? I mean, hey. Straight at, up. At, I mean, at what point do you realize that, like, there is some things that transcend, like, the United States of America at this point? And there's money. technologies that big transcend. Court, money always transcends everything. Yeah. But, like, we understand that there's some players in the game like floating around in all types of different industries that like they want some shit to happen. This it's it's gonna happen. What bro. do you what do you think it's gonna look like when federal legalization rolls out? Oof. Uh I mean, I'm 
I love fantasizing about like I, I wish it would happen I faster because I really want to see what's going to happen with interstate trafficking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it excites me knowing that like positioning yourself in certain places can be very key in like the the grand scheme of the business. Yeah, branding too for like what you got going on. Man. I mean, that's easy. Like I said, we walk in with that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? but like I'm interested in seeing like why being in. Oklahoma or Idaho yeah, or this say, place or that place is like, there's going to be sweet spots and there's going to be places that overtake California for obvious reasons. One tax benefit two because maybe, you know, it's a little dry and a little hot here. Maybe there's some other little climate that's going to make, you know, I think New York city is going to grow some fire ass fucking weed out of all of them. Big ass industrial, big power, nice water buildings. Look, Hey, New York's got the best water in the world, right? It's rated as having the best tap water anywhere. It's true. Anywhere wow. on the planet of drinking straight out of the faucet, right? Very true. That's what they, they say about it. That's Absolutely. why the pizza's better. That's why the bagels are better. It's okay. because of the water. That's so interesting. Who's to say that the weed ain't going to be better? Damn, I didn't think that's real interesting. I didn't think about that either. And the hey, climate boy, is, can stay way cooler. My boy Bear, he runs a Golden State. Uh, he went by Golden State Bear. He grows the most fire weed on earth. I'll let everybody know right now Damn. that Bear's got the shit. Everybody knows it already. Hell yeah. I'm just letting people know that Bear got the most fire weed. And that's Golden State Growers or someone different? A Golden State is their company. Okay. Shout but, out uh, Golden State Bear. He owns, he owns the, the, harvest, the harvest company, a big hydro store up there too. Dope. Anyway, he grows fire weed, but he told me one day, their brand is based around Shasta because he's from Reading and it's, it's based around like Shasta. And he's like, he's, that's Shasta runoff, bro. And once you've been to Shasta... <laughs> Once you've been there and sat and seen Bear's waterfall that he like made his brand after and you experience it while smoking that fire and you see, okay, the water is just better over here. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, you know, the terroir. They're going they through wanna, it right now with the water and shit out in Shasta. I mean, and shout out to them. I mean, they're going through it too now with this big ass fire that's happening right now. Is there they're, a fire in Shasta right now? Yeah, it's bad. Oh, acres and Literally acres. Literally as we talk. Yeah, they, it's they, been they, on there. They were making, they made it illegal for like water trucks. No fireworks either for 4th of July. They're like big on, they're coming out crazy about that. Saying like, please don't set off. At, like all fireworks are illegal and even sparklers. Like people are, do not do it. Going yeah. through it with the drought for sure. I mean, yeah. and they want to blame it on weed to, but be honest, there's other industries that use even more water. So it's weird that it's just, you know, who's ever on the chopping block. It's the you food know? industry, the agriculture. Yeah. I, I mean, they're going to keep taking the money. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth, bro? hundred percent. And that's what kills me you know is why? like, cause, cause almonds aren't producing that much tax money. I'm just going to be honest. There you go. <laughs> and that, yeah. The wonderful right. company. I saw that there was like a special on that shit. Yes. Where they got lucky. And got like granted, that was on Netflix, right? right? Yeah, like yeah. granted the rights to all this fucking water somehow. That should well, have been for, you knew somehow they explained it. Yeah, money. They lobbied oh, yeah. with some money with Crazy. the right people, and then they were like, "Oh, you can get all this water f basically at cost." And they were like, "Oh, sounds good," you know. And that was it. Now they have one of the largest almond companies in the world, or the largest. But it's it's real. Money makes it talk, and that's honestly why we left Florida and came out here because. Even though it's very hard to get in the industry as like a small time person, one of us that doesn't have a bunch of financing, you're still better off out here trying to do it. You know, in my opinion, yeah. Because if you can make it out here, then it's something. You make if it. You make 100%. it back there. It's you, you're, you're not going to be a name. Florida, really. it's like fifty to hundred million for a license. So you'll never. I mean, literally, I think the cheapest one's like thirty or forty million. Yeah, they're cap. Crazy. They have, they have unlimited space. So, that, and, but it's crazy to space, think. So it's different. It wants the but federal. Yeah, it's not, it's not how, where you build, build a brand from, but you, I'm going to be honest, just so everybody knows that's listening. And I'm sure you guys have, you know, dudes that are trying to get into the game or, yeah. or, or listeners that are along those lines, dream about, about a guest and who you guys are, but you can build a brand out of a house. So 
and most of these brands were built out of houses. So I know a couple start, of growers that have great know, brands that are still out of houses. Of course, bro. You're right. Um, I think that, like I said, small boxes make fire. Go back to, go back to that and try to, to, to have a place, you know? It's like a lot of these bigger growers, you get frustrated because like the small growers will have like one strain they grow or two and they'll have like, you know, a 20 light grower, 10 light grow at their house, perfecting this strain. And you got like the guys that have, you know, 600 lights and they're getting held to the same st- standard. And it's just funny because, you know, that ha- there's some talk. It's it, And that's why you always have to big up the jungle boys and people like that, because to see that scale, I always zoom in on the photos and I'll be like, what AC is that? And I'm like, that's new. They just added that, you know, and cause I knew they would, they wouldn't do anything without researching or knowing it's better. So anytime I see a new picture, I'll zoom. I'm like, Oh, look at this. This is the new AC they're using. It's for like uh, refrigerator boxes. I hit my mentor with a picture and I'm like, dude, you ever heard of these, you know? And it's yeah. like, they know that and everyone does that, but that's what you get when you're the leader, like one of the leaders of the industry is that, you know, even other big brands will reach and be like, dude, you guys are, they're crushing it, you know, and they do their research and they build out crazy facilities, man. I, I've heard crazy stories about how badass the guys are like that, that, that are behind it where they can like basically draw out a grow room, a facility on a napkin mm-hmm. and basically be like, just like this on a napkin. I'm like, man, it's, you know, as a grower, it's just the ultimate look up to, you know, is yeah. some guys like that where you're just like, these guys been doing they it since girls. I was in middle school. Yeah. I'm you know? still, I'm still awestruck. And, uh, they're out there doing it in Florida right now. If you watch them on the story and she's seeing yeah. day to day, just super cool it out. And they're actually going to be growing. They're growing it. No, they're, they're, they're going to surprise some people. I see, I hear people in Florida and shit talking shit like, Oh, corporate, this corporate, listen, regardless any Cali weed in Florida is going to be better than what you have access to now. <laughs> Straight the fuck up. I don't care what it tastes like at this point. You're the, right. The, yeah, the, the stuff that's in these stores and uh, shit, bro. trash. You're getting robbed. Nah, Florida's But they're going to shut people up when they Florida's, come. Florida's I, I, got, I really got a too. feeling. And think about the amount of attention you put on a new project. Oh, yeah. They can't. That well, can't be. I mean, come on. They're coming well, they strong. At the end of the day, Cali weed is to. Is, Number I, I one. think it's always going to be the best weed. So Jungle, just Boys, about Jungle it. Boys and Cookies are going to crush Florida. Because wouldn't you say? They have no idea what's about to happen. Their life's going to get way better. The talent pool out here. This uh, is where, this is the all-star team. Yeah, exactly, bro. You know what I'm saying? that shit a skill yet. Yeah. They're going to get like whopped over the head with some shit. What the fuck Some is fire. This? Some real flavors <laughs> yeah. and some, some real names and shit. Some and I think perks. they're going to go with some different branding. How about, some, how about some guys that can just put consistent weed on the shelf and like really. Straight like, up. Florida's yet to see. The like, hardest real, part. Some real strains. actually put weed on the shelf that's good and like a bunch of it and, and you know, keep it on the shelf, you know? I see the pictures coming from some of the facilities in Florida and they're scary. At least no, there'll be, it'll be a lot fucking, of transparency. It's going to change them. the game over there indefinitely. Well, Florida yeah. tried. They gave it all 100%. to like those, the greenhouse and the local yeah, guys there. And that shit didn't work. They didn't have terrible. no weed on the shelf. So it's what happened. I think, I, the, you know, you know, I feel like that's some people are like, oh, is P, are people going to still smoke Cali weed or think Cali weed or think anything about Cali? But to be honest, like these other states are going to need Cali to get online. Each 100%. and every one of them are going to need Cali and Cali brands and Cali genetics and Cali herb to get online. Straight up. There's That's, no way around it because who's coming to Oklahoma for Oklahoma? This herb? is why the black market still exists. You know, or Blue Dream or any of these That's other it. strains. Right? And when like, it boils down, you find out that they're from Cali anyway. You come to Oklahoma, I guarantee you they're going to the cookie shop. You know, it's just, or I wherever, mean, you know, hey, wherever they know about, right? At the end of the day, hard work still wins in this business. So There's there little growers dudes, killing There will it. be dudes yes. from everywhere that really crush. Absolutely. And, and I, I outdo agree. us from California. And like I said, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about when the business really does go places. 
like dudes that come at it a different way than, than we do or think about it in a different light or in a different place that, yeah. you know, we might get Cali ain't going to be the last one. It's not going to be the last Humboldt County reserve. Like, oh, you're not going to no. get those things. Like, you know, there's going to be some place in Oklahoma that's just known for Michigan, but having that fire, some Michigan brand that, yeah. like, damn, that shit has market share now because they really put out, they really put M- out good most work. expensive grows I've ever seen in my life. Not even close. Like stuff where there's like, they, you know, when you do the floors and they have like, they the, have I mean, the, yeah, but they're yeah. like branded to the brand epoxied floors for the whole warehouse. I mean, crazy shit. Michigan. I mean, back East has better shells than us. LA's, LA's really like one of the worst places to run indoor. You know what yeah. I mean? We have shitty buildings. It's hard Old to build in California. Shitty buildings. Yeah. Shitty houses, shitty buildings. Until weed came along, nobody put money into the city of LA to build shit, bro. I don't yeah. know if you noticed, but there's cranes everywhere now. And, and this is why. Yeah. It didn't, never happened before. They didn't do it. The whole fucking country needs to hear that. It's no, like, I mean, let's look, get bro, it together, man. I mean, holy shit. Down the street in Inglewood for a reason. Yeah, that for shit, real. Nobody would build a fucking LA was no man's land, bro. You didn't build shit here. But we still have all the same buildings from the sixties and the fifties and the forties. Yeah. And now I guess that's why changing, it's, you know? it's got that feel too. Yeah, out it's all here. the same shit. It's different. Yeah, yeah like not just like you know, a bunch like 70s of seventies, not just a bunch of uh, new modern looking buildings and shit. It's like there's a lot of a lot of character out here. Especially up on the hill, a lot of those houses. A lot of different ones. Yeah, but you go to Jersey outside of New York and the boroughs and shit, bro, they got fucking Crazy ass brick buildings with freight elevators and just yeah, that place right. is gonna you just crack, blow the dog. whole floor I'm up. Power that we couldn't even we couldn't even think of, bro. Yeah. And more water than you could ever see. It's just and, like, and you know and you know what's crazy to think about too is like all the people that migrated to come to Cali that to think they might go back to what like if they came from Jersey or New York they'll go back there go back home and like shit. be killing it that have been out here for 10, 20 years. There's gonna yeah. be dudes from LA that decide to move. That decide to do it elsewhere. They get offers to go build a brand somewhere, and that's what happened. I know some guys that went to Washington right when the Washington hit off, and then I mean, you see these guys snacks land in Colorado. They're crushing it, and the strains they get. I I would venture to say someone in that cruise out here is real close out here from out here. Something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the best the best companies in other states that are crushing are all like have a a hand in Cali, whether it's the strains or the vibe or yeah, man. They just need to open it up, man. Cali needs to open it up. Let's see some lounges. Let's see more grows come online. Let's Big see so some more dispensaries. Yeah, let's see. Just stop trying to strangle it to death, bro. There you go. I love that. I know they're stop getting, strangling they're it to serious death. Serious checks off of it. So I mean, they would get more if they stopped. That's what I'm saying. Hundred percent. Ten times more. I mean, if they would open it up and and not say open it up to where it's bad, just let other people get involved. Like, I mean, they still haven't uh, done anything other than social equity license. That's still, I mean, come on, bro. What is going on? You know, but they sit on their hands and they do the same old shit and they collect their taxes. And now the lady's stepping down because she got accused of embezzling money. Oh, wow. Crazy. Right. The lady who the head of the, the cannabis control, you know, of LA of DCR. I think that's what it is. I have to, I have to, before I spit a bunch of facts, but yeah, I just saw an announcement. I mean, Open it up. It kills me because like with lounges, we went for a Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl's on and me and him are like, oh, we're not really big into sports as much. Let's go to like uh, the cannabis cafe and they'll have it on the background and we can kind of get out of the house instead of sitting and watching the Super Bowl. We go. Sorry, we don't have any TVs at the cannabis lounge. Yeah, I was like, well, oh, okay. So is there, <laughs> an, ev- is there an event? Are you guys like having an event? Like, no, nah. it, it's, it's like, no, no, just Sit another day here. I was like, man, you guys, 
you really bank on the fact that no matter not, you don't have to do shit and people will come. Graphic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. That was that was they built Crazy. that place over over like weed tourism from like out of out of here. You know what I mean? Or yeah. their model of what they think like they've never been in a room with a bunch of stoners that dab out all day and shit. They definitely would have had a TV, maybe some video games, some snacks. Oh man, something. do some different colored joint papers or something. Which yeah. team do you want to go for? I mean, let's 100%. have that's some fun ways. shit. Well, you know, that's where we need to go with this. You're an entrepreneur, and they're just trying to. I got own a business. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for real. I got a right. feel. I got a feeling Vegas is gonna get with it. Man, maybe not the strip in the casinos, but no, on the outskirts, it. like they'll I'm let really, it lounge. I'm really excited about when it becomes more of like a cigar lounge type of vibe. That's what I'm looking for. Where you have like to. these membership based member clubs, where people, yeah. like that type of shit. Like that would be amazing. That'll be really clubs. cool. And even if it's not like, obviously, there'll be some sales on site, but like maybe even if it's just not like a shop vibe like that, but more of like a membership club yep. where people come and kind of. Like that's really the culture. That's that's what. No, nah, that's what all. it is. You keep your stuff in a locker and stuff. You got your, your piece, or whatever your papers, Dude. your grinder, all that. That way you don't got to travel with it. More I love you swing in, do your shit. Is, you know what I mean? So many different movable parts. Like, I mean, you know, the average cannabis consumer consumes much more money worth of cannabis than the average any type of other user outside of like, obviously, uh, somebody with a serious drug problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you can't, you can smoke a hundred dollars worth of weed a day and still run a business or a few of them or, or have a family or go to work every Absolutely. day and come home. I mean, alcohol, forget about it. Yeah. hundred dollars with alcohol. Long. You drink the whole, be a Ooh. bottle and a half a day. Ooh. I mean, or, you know, some dudes can get by on an eight ball a day, but I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a slippery slope going yeah. in the wrong direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm. And definitely, this, definitely gonna hear some some Bob just, Saget jokes. This plan makes like, you, you know? kinder. Something about it makes you kinder. It really makes you think of other people's scenarios. Like when I smoke, a lot of times I'll, I I put myself Super in other people. Yeah, 100%. very much. You can step outside of yourself and you can you can look at things, which is what a lot of people need to do a yeah. lot more often is put themselves outside of themselves and think about other people and how people perceive things. Yeah, yeah let's get real deep. No, it's true though. But, but <laughs> versus alcohol where immediately you go, yeah, just I mean, numb. yeah, blackout it's, and that's, what's dope. And that other States, I mean, day by day, bro, it's every other States like legalizing or something's coming online, another project. Duh. I love it. I, I asked people like when we were doing the Sandlot tour and stuff and I would go to all these different States and that was a couple of years ago now. Um, so legalization was really fresh and new. So still, so, but I talked to like, you know, a lot of times cops pick us up and they take us from the airport or wherever. Sometimes we'll be in smaller towns. And, uh, and so I'll ask them about it and just like pick people's brains or I mention it or I tell people I'm in the cannabis business just to like get their vibes. I mean, they didn't understand it at the point, but just to feel how they would feel and what was going on in their minds. And like, I ask people from other places, like as it becomes in the paper and, you know, trickles its way down to become a thing, but it's cool that like it's getting more receptive to it. When like you tell people that it's 50, 50, how do they usually receive it? Everybody, I think I get like 90% of the time. It's, it's really good. You know, not everybody's cup of tea, so to speak, but like, it's a pretty, like people are pretty hip with it. You know, it's funny. Cause when I used to go back home to visit my parents, it would be like that. They wouldn't want me to tell people what I really do for a living. I get it. Now it's became a thing where they're like, do you know what my son does? Yeah. He grows marijuana, like legally grow. And then, then they'll, it's literally become a, I'll end up stealing this show. And so sometimes I go into where I'm like, let's not talk about, I'll tell like, literally let's not talk about what I, because it becomes 
me getting a thousand questions about my life and the thing, yeah. which is cool. But it, it a lot of, it's like, yeah, it's this little girl's birthday party yeah, and her nice. dad wants to know, you know, and we end up, we're an hour and a half deep on growing weed and, you know, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting how it's changed. Right. My parents used to be like, Oh God, I just hope you're safe to like, wow, that's happening. You, well, know? you know, they would, they were taught a different way. And it was a very, you know, we grew up thinking that like, you know, one, you went to prison for it. Two, yeah. you went to prison for it. Three, you know, if drug you went to school and talked and... about your dad fucking growing his own tobacco or some dad was probably going to jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a homeboy who Straight actually up. said, went to school and was like, yeah, my dad, he grows his own tobacco and rolls his own cigarettes. Oh, homie caught a case. No way. From yeah. his kid. Yeah, and actually, DCF is coming by or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, for sure, bro. Like, Damn, oh my god, I, yeah. oh my I god, raised a snitch. Damn, <laughs> I raised a snitch. Stop. It's just nuts. It's Accidental dad's, snitch. Just Those kid. are the worst. That's yeah. his dad's fault because yeah, he told yeah. his fucking son that yes. that was a tobacco plant and that he rolled nicotine and he smoked it. And the kid went to fucking school and did what thought kids that was do. All right. Yeah, yeah. Thought about that it. was okay to talk about, and it wasn't. Had he been honest with them, yeah. That wouldn't happen. That's tough, man. I remember yeah, those the days. Kids, yo, if you tell anybody about this shit, dad ain't going to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm scared. <laughs> scared the shit out of him. <laughs> Fucking traumatize his little kid. I mean, unless he wants you gone and then you're just fucked. <laughs> oh, right? shit. Oh, he gets man. mad at you one day. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. You. For, now I'm ready for my dad to not be here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, dad, I want that. Uh, a gift. Yeah, I want that toy a- or I'm going to go ahead and tell him you'll be gone. I mean, we come from a... <laughs> We come from a time where this shit was like super frowned upon. And even if it wasn't like, like super, like you're going to go to jail for it. It was still looked down upon like you're yes. fucking burnout or you're a fuck up. up or this and that. What are you doing? If, yeah. if you smoked in high school where I went to high school, like you were definitely a fuck up. Like even I was in that box where I would like, I tried it in eighth grade and then I stopped and, and didn't really do it again until about 11th grade, 12th grade. But I would look at my friends and be like, damn, man, you're fucking up. Because they, they would show up to school high as hell. hell and I'd yeah. be like, oh, man. I'd yeah. be like, kind of scooting away from them and shit, like yeah. looking around. Like they would make me paranoid. I'm like, I'm not trying to get, you're fucking up, man. <laughs> but some of them would still get straight A's and shit. And that's when I started realizing and noticing and being more open and doing it. Because I met a few of my, one of my homies, he's a lawyer now. And he would smoke every day since seventh, eighth grade before wow. school and get straight A's on all his tests and, and some really went on to pass the bar and he's now at practice. So, and he still smokes to this day. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just that kind of showed me like, oh, fuck, you can, you can still handle your business on cannabis. So it enhances that got me open yeah. to it and I fucked with it. It'll I, enhance I didn't your laziness it. or it'll enhance your, uh, you know, your headiness or whatever. But yeah, it yeah it's an enhancer. That's, sure. that's interesting, man. Yeah. I used to, I see, I never smoked when I was young, but my friends did. And what would happen is we'd be going to like parties. They'd be like, yo, hop in. And my buddy had like a Dodge Durango or something. And I'd hop in and they had this already planned. And they'd hop in on the sides and lock the doors and then light up uh, like two blunts hot and, and hot box yeah. it. And I'd be like, I mean, straight, you couldn't see, you yeah, know, and sure. they'd be just laughing the whole time. Like, yeah. this is hilarious. And I'm like, and I'd go to like, open the window. They're like, Nope. Nope. And I can see they're dying too, but they don't care. They're just doing it to make sure I die. Right. That I'm like, we'll, we'll live like, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you want the window open a little bit. And they're like, Nope, Nope. And they, you know, and I used to deal with that I all fucking, the time. I fucking hate hot boxes. <laughs> Can't do that. I don't want to get We grew up now. doing that. Nah. I'm cool. Nah. But then you come out I stinking. So crazy. The year before last, I went to Ego Clash and they do, they do Ego Clash on this property and he gives out the awards at the end of this fucking tunnel that everybody smokes on, smokes in, right? 
I'm like, it's a tunnel. It's a fucking like a cement tunnel that they fucking blow air into because you're so deep in it that like, they need to blow oxygen into it. I, I damn near had a panic attack. Like it was hard for me I to walk to the back of the tunnel because so many people were smoking. Yeah. And it was like, you know, creepy, humble, like Mendocino vibes and shit, you know? Yeah, trippy. <laughs> you know, if you ain't never been, that was my... <laughs> like, I need some fresh air. It was my first time to Mendocino. And like at Ego Clash and like Brandon's giving me the tour of like the whole lineage of it and shit. Like it was dope, but it was still like... A lot. It's intense, bro. Yeah. yeah. The hill's intense. My boy, I think one of my buddies won that. <laughs> two strains. He won the Eagle Clash one of the two years. Two strains, 707. Yeah, yeah shout man. Out that know, boy, man. Shout yeah. out two strains. He's a character. Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's a, that, I've seen that and I've always wanted to go there, but it's such a little that heady tunnel. invite and it's yeah. all, you know, uh, hash boys with a OI, you know, uh-huh. boy. It's yeah. all them type of dudes. Yeah. It sounds dope though. Yeah. I just got lucky. Yeah. That's super I know, fresh. I know a cat that, that knows the man and ended up there and now we're friends and it's, you know, feel blessed. Did you drive up there? Are you, we were there? coming from Vegas. So we were coming from the Vegas convention. Cause it's right before Eagle clash and Emerald cup. And, uh, we were coming from the convention. That was a crazy. So I showed up to Eagle clash. We partied all weekend in Vegas. Damn. And then we flew to Oakland and rented a car and drove to Mendocino. So it was all in like one night and it was like a weekend trip of like, debauchery in vegas at the fucking <laughs> cannabis convention to like fucking straight up mendocino like culture and that, like, lit. going to emerald cup is one thing like having all that happen and then going to ego clash is some whole other shit like the class is a trip bro that's like I, I mean look we're weed culture in southern california but not like that mm-hmm. that, is Mendo's like, just, that is mendos describe the difference for the listeners like like so, Mendocino County is Northern California. Yeah, everything about the Emerald Triangle. First of all, it's 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 hard living out there, bro. So you know what I mean. It ain't like it's farmers. Yeah, you're in the isolated. hills, like isolated and shit. Crazy. So you have to like really want to be a part of that. But like that whole, they sell trim scissors at the at the locals gas stations, gas stations and shit. And yeah, shit there. So you know what time it is already where you're at. You know what I mean? Like if that's a necessity, trim scissors or turkey bags and shit. When you're in like some pass through little weird ass. That's all there is. There's nothing else. Straight you know up. what I mean? They invented all of this shit. Everything we're doing right now has kind of been up in those hills for the last 40 years. And it's like perfect for fucking growing and hiding out up there. It's pretty, it's pretty trippy. I mean, ain't nobody coming. And the weather. Yeah. And the it weather is cool. So, I mean, the at weather's night most perfect in the whole country. I like that you can drive and roll down your windows and, and, and smell weed. Everywhere. Yeah. Like you're that literally, can I, we were up there the first time we had a van and we rolled the windows down and we're driving. It's just beautiful, you know, beautiful day. And we come around a corner and it's not like we roll, you just start, you're like, Ooh, wow. Smell yeah. that. And then you come around another corner and it's another smell. Then you come around and you're like, and then you come around one corner and you're like, Ooh, dude, that guy's growing fire. You could smell it from literally, you could almost see it from the road, but, but, not, but far enough where you couldn't kind of sometimes and still smell it. And we were, I, I got a, such a kick out of it when we were first time up in Mendo driving through all those windy ass hills and just literally different smells as you would go another half a mile, you'd be like, and then you get one or two that are just different than anyone else's smell. And you're like, oh shit, that's the guy right there. Here's a, here's a, a good analogy of, of like. So my girl hasn't uh, been around the industry very long, just since she's met me and kind of like, I'm all so involved in it that she's obviously been a part of her life now. And she's been on trips with me to Mendo and like all these places and met these people and, and met a lot of people that are in the industry down here and are very successful. And her analogy for the difference between like the LA scene 
and Mendocino and who she's met like up on the hill and the places that I've took her to and that type of shit is, is that that like the Trinity that shit's big dick energy like for real for real like on a whole nother level and like LA like kind of puts off like that shit because you know that's outlaw country bro that shit is real hard living like you get killed on the road you know, I mean, you know, running greenhouses here. is a lot raptor, different. Raptor, than raptor, 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 F-250, 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 yeah. F-250. Believe motherfuckers with ARs and guns. And this shit is like, this shit is. Yep. They're living big, thick it. energy. They've like, been they're living on it. fucking farms and properties and like not on this valley, like this whole fucking valley, like from that mountain to there. I think a lot of it has to do where you grew up. Of water and like different shit. And you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. It's a little bit different, like up yeah. When you hills. go up the Emerald Cup, you like, man, it's a lot of outdoor growers out here. <laughs> Overalls and shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is well, different. I think too, it's a lot where you grew up. Like we kind of grew up more city style, so I'm used to growing in houses and warehouses and things like, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. that vibe is what where like There's if not. I feel like if you grew up more country, then that's like, oh yeah, well this is where I would grow then too. So. Yeah. I think that's also part of it is also like, where'd you come up? Did you come up in a city or more of like a rural spot? Cause like my mentor, he, he could, I could easily see like he's moving further and further up into Colorado mountains for cultivation. And it's like, well, yeah, he grew up in Ocala on a horse farm. So that's like, it, he's just going back to what he knows where me moving 30 minutes outside of LA was like, Oh, okay. This is about as far as I want to go. You know what I'm saying? Like anything more rural, you're like, yeah, this is different than how I grew up, you know? So it's interesting though, because I'll give it up to the, some of the dudes that run warehouses. I'll see, they got guns too. <laughs> it's just a whole different yeah, they're, vibe. They're dealing with fucking cops and robbers, man. Robbers mainly. Types of shit. A lot of gangs and stuff in LA breaking into spots and then they'll sell off the job. So one guy will hit the spot multiple times with different crews and shit. I just know that because of cameras and seeing things. It's fucking crazy. Crazy. Like well, I shit, said, man. There's professionals yeah. in every business. I know, right? There's but, professionals <laughs> every business. <laughs> but the one dope thing is we're smoking fire, bro. And I'm so happy to see you with a bunch of flavors straight Dude. up. And, and the fact that you, you, you're you a grower, you you grow and you're hands on in this shit. And like just your selections. I'm loving the rainbow trip, chip cross. Like, Thanks, bro. Everything. Some the Wendy shit. was fucking fire. I see why that's that's yeah. the one for we'll you. See. I like her. I like I it a lot. I think that like, you know, that's something I could smoke all day, every day. Hey, if I that, go back to it, then I know it's good. That's, that's when you that's know, it. you know what I mean? You're like, let me roll another one of these up. And you, when you smoke the whole eighth and two, three joints and you're like, oh shit, I smoked the whole thing already. Yeah. That's when you know that. And that's what I'm honestly, man, that's what I'm seeing across the flavors. You, you know what you're doing. It's, it's different dope. too. I like it. I'm fucking with it, man. So Thank you guys. Appreciate, I appreciate that. Appreciate you making time, man. Stopping through, blessing us with, of course, episode twelve, man. Ooh, what it is? big yes, one, sir. yeah. Episode awesome twelve, world. yeah. Squints, yeah, man. If you don't know, I don't know. You're on fucking Mars, you bro. Don't know. You better get a jar. Wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, man. Episode twelve, wrapping up. First smoke of the day. Pack gods, black leaf, all white ashes. Squints. Right, Peace. Peace.